1: Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast. We're going to start off, as always, with the fast five, the highlight, low light, best player of the round, worst player of the round, and obviously the question and or discussion as it's now called, thanks because to Facebook, just, uh, yeah, just jerked us on the question. So yeah. uh, getting on to the highlight, Brock, what was your highlight from this weekend? Uh, the storm, what a thumping that was, uh, the Raiders undefeated at home until now, uh, and everyone death riding the storm, wakey, wakey. Here they come. Yeah, well, brick by brick, the fortress just got absolutely dismantled. Mm. Uh, I, I, I have nothing to say about that, but mine was a moment from two games. I couldn't separate here doing his little uh, long jump there, his best long jump impression, <laughs> and then throwing the ball back in. That was a very impressive piece of work. Like, mm. good, uh, good intelligence, good awareness of where he was on the field, and... Um, cracker of a try. And uh, the other one I can't take away is if you haven't figured it out by now I've said it a million times I'm a bit of a grub I don't mind a forward shot Darcy Lusick just flying <laughs> flying clotheslining Brent Lawrence Yeah uh, Brent Lawrence was uh, had eyes for the other man in front of him and Darcy just came from the blind side I've got to say for the rest of the game poor old Brent Lawrence he had the handbrake yeah. Uh, he was sort of using the better breaks when he got to the line. He could see Lusick um, in his peripheral vision for the rest of the game. <laughs> um, the, other, the other highlight of the round was Mr. Gossip. He's no longer on top of the tipping goal. He got one from eight. So <laughs> one from eight. Poor Put them. on your chump. Yeah. All right. well, what about your low light? <laughs> uh, the Cowboys, well, it'll be everyone's, probably everyone's highlight. But for me, the Cowboys, they just slapped Neil Henry in the face on the weekend. They slapped basically. all of us in the face because we um, all know how good they're supposed to be. And just pulled one out of their backside and, and played... How we expected them to play from uh, round one, and I feel really sorry for Neil Henry. Um, I, feel, I, I, re- I just hope they can reproduce that form for the next um, six rounds, or, or um, and maybe sneak into the eight, um, and you know, you know, know, maybe, maybe he can he can feel a little bit better of it. But- Bloody hell, coaching! It's a shit of a game. I feel more sorry for people like me who had a bet on the Cowboys to make <laughs> the top four at the start. Of the you want to be reimbursed because everyone was paying like two dollars around that top four. They were paying four, and I thought this is a bargain. And they didn't—they're yeah. not even going to make the eight to have just it. Like you know, they, they, they could win all their games, and they still probably would miss out. So yeah. they've really slapped me in the face too, the bastards. But what my, my low light? Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, low I've low got, got to get my low light in there. I've gone off early. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Benji Marshall. The bloke, I'm just going to drop it. Brad Fittler came out today and pumped him and said he has to be dropped because he had no heart and he made no effort to make four or five tackles on the weekend. I agree because there was just a couple of tries there. And he said the exact same thing where I looked and thought, if you actually had a go, if you had any kind of ticker or respect for that club, Mm. you would at least put the effort in for the rest of the year. And people are going, I don't think you can question a bloke. Well, guess what? I'm questioning it. He's, He's absolutely dogging it. He yeah. is dogging it. He is showing no respect <laughs> to the fans or anyone. And if he wants money from Rugby Union, we've already explained this situation. The maximum you can make is two forty plus New Zealand Rugby Union top ups. Yeah. And uh, I don't think New Zealand Rugby Union are going to be coming to the floor to be topping him up anytime soon. Well, so. you're not going to be paying a full string fly half too much cash, are you? Well, mate, they've got three better than him at the moment anyway in the All Blacks squad. So even yeah. that sort of things, so he's going to have to go over there and just completely prove me wrong and find a heart again if he's going to make any sort of impact on that game. Well, yeah, his motivation levels are obviously going to be different. It, that, that relationship's obviously um, burned to its, uh, you know, the wick's end. But still, um, would you be able to put a jersey on and regardless of the circumstance, play to that kind of level? Well, he, I, I he obviously mean... feels aggrieved or hard done by. That, that's obvious. But I, I really don't see... We, we don't know the ins and outs of it. When on am in the inside. But from the outside looking in, I can't understand... Uh, why he's frustrated. He, he hasn't justified a uh, an increase. Um, new coach has come in. New coach uh, wants different things. Um, new coach probably isn't allowing Benji to get away with the things that he got away with under Sheens or probably not playing the same type of footy. But to be fair, the type of fo- the football they were playing the last four years with Tim Sheens wasn't successful. Yeah, well, They, didn't they probably to comp, had one so... of the best rosters in the comp and they... They struggled to make the eight most years. Yeah, well, they didn't win a comp, so it doesn't matter in the end. But what about your best of the round? Uh, Kieran Foran, watching him firsthand. I know they carved power to pieces, but um, he's my favorite player. I, I won't shy away from that. But um, watching him, just uh, just some of the plays he, he pulled off, his defense, kicking game, um, just a of hand. I, I really think he's an intelligent player. Um, Just love watching him play. Um, It's just a shame he plays for Mealy. Yeah, true that. uh, (laughs) Best for me, I couldn't go past a lot of the halves this weekend. I thought the Storm in general, uh, absolutely outstanding. But Jonathan Thurston, you know, same deal again. Why now? Playing so direct, setting up tries. He put... Three line-break assists, couple of tries, snuck through himself. He just absolutely killed me. You know uh, you know, Thurston's back to form when he's got the old show-and-go Yeah, no, he went through as clean as day. But mm-hmm. uh, James Maloney on Friday night, same deal. Yeah, he really made good. four clean line-breaks on his own. Yeah. Like, and um, then probably a notable mention out of that game, Cordner. Yeah, was, boy, Cordner. Really but, yeah, the, the halves this weekend, you said four-and-and-the-other one for me, like Cronk's Kronk, kicking game in control at the Melbourne game, pretty obvious. But, uh, yeah. yeah, and the, the worst, what's your worst? Marshall. Marshall, yeah, yeah, well... He stunk. I, just I mean, kick. and because... I'm not going to go hating on the Titans, they won by 30, but no. if if you're getting dusted by 30 by the Gold Coast, you're in trouble. Yeah, well, after the way they've been playing, but uh, the train, Big Davey, you know, he must oh. have laid off the chicken because he had to go on the weekend. Oh, please, he, he's running over the Titans. He didn't have indigestion. He was having a go. Yeah. But uh, worse for me, just Canberra. Camper, great yeah. your hair back. Like Matty John said, it's obviously called cool. like it. cool. some kind of grease. I reckon it looks good. He looked like Dr. E. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I couldn't help myself. Every time I looked at him, Oh, I could think, was throw me a freaking baron here. Yeah, they he needs to get a tan, I think. I think if you had a tan, the you badger. You can't ball, get a tan. The badger look and look alright. You know, I lived in Canberra, I'm telling you, you can't get a no, tan. There's got canberra. to be deliriums down there. Sort it out. Yeah, if you want skin cancer. <laughs> all right, and uh, what about the discussion? The well, debate is based around this Benji Marshall issue. Should the West Tigers continue to select him? Um, he's obviously uh, well, he's going to be probably one of the best players to ever play for the Tigers. I know West Tigers um, in inverted commas, and yes, I am air inverted commas. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, oh, man, I, I don't know. Part well, of me I'm, thinks I'm, well, he I'm probably deserves it, but it's a business. Of, as a coach, I'd be punning him. Well, I'm going where I went to the start there when we disagreed on the Parramatta thing. It's a business. They if they can get the exemption to put in young Luke Brooks, which they're going for. I hope they do, and uh, you know, on the other side of things, they were talking about putting Eddie Payer in, and I know the lineups have actually got names, so we might have a look at that in between this segment before uh, when we move on to our next one and talk about the Tigers and see if that is the case. But uh, that's pretty straightforward this week. There's two trains of thought. We've heard people like Brian Fletcher and the like say that he deserves the fairy tale ending, and then there's people like Brad Fittler and myself. Well, Heine, I think Honey said it as well. Last yeah. Time. Well, Brad Fitler, I'm on his bandwagon. He's not putting the effort in. He's showing absolutely no heart. It's time to move on. So uh, that's the fast five for this week. We'll jump into the reviews of the games. And, uh, yeah, we'll make sure we have a look to see if we can find out this week whether he was selected for the West Tigers or not. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield, and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au fifth and last listeners you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult nrl jersey be quick jersey selling fast remember www.nrlstore.com.au leagues and legends all righty jumping into the reviews as always the friday night games kicked off with the roosters putting 42 points on the helpless panthers uh they got one try themselves very early on but it was all downhill from there 42 to 6 and uh 12-6 12-6 at half time, I thought the first half they hung tough, but after Manu and Docker both broke their hands, and a lot of attack from the Roosters, where they, they held out, it was only a matter of time, especially with the forwards, the way they were rolling, that the floodgates opened, and uh, second half obviously showed that. They ran in plenty of tries, and finished up 42-6. Yeah, I was. if I was Penrith coach, I'd be disappointed in the last 20, but for the first 60, they tried their backsides off, um, got the first try of the match, uh, they had some opportunities down there. They Uncharacteristically, made a lot of errors on Friday night, Penrith. Um, they've done a good job for the majority of the season to uh, have a high completion rate, um, yeah, well, which has put them in a lot of games. Errors were fifteen to eight, so yeah, um, and and that's uncharacteristic for for Penrith, particularly this season. Um, and then I, ju- I just thought their, their kicking game um, at times. I thought early in the game it was good, but towards the back end of the game, it really fell away. And um, they're they're just running out of troops, Penrith, aren't they? Like I mean, two more. Uh, long-term injuries. Zocker and, and Manu back on the sidelines yeah. with broken hands. Lock and Coop made a successful return to New South Wales Cup, but he's not really what they need right now. They need no. forwards. I think um, for me, th- this game was as plain and simple as the Roosters just ran over Penrith. Mm-hmm. Plays one, two, three, um, rolled through the middle. When Penrith had the footy, plays one, two, three. The Roosters just bashed him and held him down, and that resulted in um, field possession, uh, field position, and possession um, heavily favouring the Roosters, which. Uh, reflected on the scoreline. Yeah, well, the other thing we talked about. Uh, I mean, you just today was you know sets and completions getting around finals time, and the Roosters 34 from 39. They were fairly clinical. Uh, 11 linebacks to three. We spoke about James Maloney, uh, one of the better players of the round. He strolled through four times, untouched, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, missed tackles 44 to 18. Did themselves no favours at all. Uh, like I said, the quick start with Ware and Simmons as usual. They seem to have each other figured out. Got a nice try there, but it was all downhill from there. Mm. The go forward from the Roosters pack, that front row rotation, and uh, the, the most underrated of that front rotation to me mm-hmm. is Luke O'Donnell. At the start of the year, we gave him a bit of a bagging, but the bloke hasn't it's made any less than 100 metres, and he's made 150 pretty much almost now for eight, nine weeks straight. Yeah. So he's it's really. Moher as well. Like, oh, to come from the Super League and Moher, really have the impact he's had in the NRL. Warrior Hargrave. Uh, Boyd, Jared. Boyd Cordner Jesus like wh- wh- where else do you go and then Orbison he may be a bit smaller but he's one of the best hole runners in the comp I right, Aidan Guerra the bloke could start probably in most other sides comes off the bench for Christ's sake and Isaac Lou, I like the him off the bench you know his contributions for a bloke that probably gets told almost every week you 18th man and then he gets pulled in I think he hasn't uh, let Trent Robinson down when he's been in the side but uh, Absolutely one, not. one that we disagreed on a little bit, but I'm not saying you're coming around. But you obviously agree that he's improved his game, and Matt Johns and a lot of people. I was jumping up and down on the couch this week. Good to hear that they think Jake Friend and I agree is the most improved player in the comp. Oh, I think he is. Um, my my only argument is I don't, I don't think he's in the top echelon of hookers in the comp. That's all I'm saying. Um, to me, he's fourth right now. Yeah, I, and I've, for I'm me, I head. don't think I don't think with a fourth string hooker he can win the comp. I think you go Smith, Farah. Luke and then I've got Friend. Yeah. I, as sure. far as like McCulloch and Ballon, a couple of blokes that I rate like, you know, I, I do like Ballin, but he's a bit similar to what Friend was prior, you know. He doesn't really get out of dummy half too much, he's not so much well, a see, ball the, I think the other friend as well, he's um now he's fit. Nathan Friend's having a pretty big impact on how the warriors are going. <laughs> mm. Um but I think for Jake Friend, um he's been helped out a lot by Maloney coming. Because oh. otherwise before that it was it was and Nasta. Pierce friend, and he didn't get much help. Now I think Maloney's obviously helped Pierce out a lot, but he's also helped Jake Friend out a lot. Well, I think they've um, always had the go for it. He just needed the coach to tell him his role. And Trent Robinson, like I've said a million times before, when he first turned up, said, I want you to be my hooker, Yeah. but your game hasn't changed. So I want to see you getting out of dummy half. I want to see you probing, and you need to get a kick in there, because yeah. otherwise I'm probably going to look elsewhere. And yeah. uh, Well, they are all things that I, I had sort of circled or had in my mind that were the reasons why I didn't really think he could be a top top hooker. He wasn't a top hooker. It wasn't as much as that I thought that he couldn't. Um, but I, I still, you know, Cameron Smith's going to play all over him, in my opinion. Oh, that's um, that's, yeah, that's for sure. And baby. that's my only concern come grand final and come major semis, um, and especially, particularly with the Roosters. We may even see this Roger Tuovasashek thing come of age earlier than, than expected yeah, the, the because full-back. he's gone there this week. If you're Robinson and he's out for two or three weeks, I'm probably sticking with two of us to check if it works. And I'm putting I'm putting Minnie back on a wing. No, it's either going to be that. The final. Or... And I think if they do that, that they can win the comp. I think if he plays at fullback and he goes as good well, as we think he's I going think... to go, I, I, I think they can win the comp with him at fullback. I, I don't think they can win the comp with Minicello at fullback. I have to say that Minicello's defence and I was one that was calling for his head. That he's been outstanding this year. He's been good, but he just doesn't have that ball playing element. He he never makes line breaks anymore. Doesn't make line breaks off the cuff like he used to, um, and you look at you know the other full-backs that he's going to be, be competing against in the likes of Inglis and Slater. Obviously, mm. well, they're guys that are going to bust your line. It's more, it's more going to come down at the end of the day. I think how the next two weeks goes and who the wing replacement is. But the middle of their field, the Roosters are going to match up well against Melbourne because no. I think Melbourne's middle of the field is pretty awful. It is awful, but I'm, that's why I like friend. Friend has that's that's probably why I like South. They're two because I rowers. think South can slow. The Roosters down. Well, so I'm more. Well, that's why I think we had the disagreement last week. I think there's a lot more in the Roosters pack all over the field. Even with McQueen and Tero there, I still think that Sonny Bill and uh, Cordner on both edges with those front rowers and friend is more deadly than what the South. I back can't wait to see roller. that game. Last uh, last round, before that's before going to be too. a cracker. But even um, the back one, you know. And I, I don't think either of us are going to be wrong. No. Like, well, you're going to be wrong because one of us is one of us is going to lose, but. I just, I, I like the fact that we've now got three sides who you can sort of go, yeah. well, everyone likes either one of those three sides. Yeah. Well, I um, think and, yeah, and they I, I still get left out, I think, a little bit. Got the, they got they said on the weekend about their back line, and I'd probably They've had a agree. soft run, but I, I want to see them, again, beat. They've lost to the Roosters twice. Yeah, they have. Um, they, I think they had the draw with Melbourne, but it wasn't Melbourne's greatest performance, and mm. Melbourne probably had, had enough ball to win 40 games. But, mm. oh, it's good. It's really good that we've got... A core group, and now the dogs are even coming into that uh, discussion, so it's great. I, I think final series is going to be the best we've seen in, in a few years. Mm. Yeah, well, the Roosters, what, what else do you need to say? 42 to 6, the poor old pennies, uh, Kingston thought Faro, Grant, the only four to over 100 metres. Matty Moylan, has always, racked up some metres, a line breaking a couple offloads. He's going but, well, the kid. Uh, Roosters, Canberra this week at home. Canberra absolutely desperate. They need to win. They're hanging on by a thread at the bottom there. The Titans win, and the Warriors now sit only two blinds. So it's starting to bank up again there. So that's, last. At, that's at uh, Roosters this as well, is isn't it? in Sydney. Uh. So Canberra have a really rough home. I think they're the one that's going to fall victim if the Gold yeah. Coast or the Whoa. Warriors keep winning. And the Panthers, they're at home to the Cowboys, so the Cowboys can keep... Uh, mathematically yeah, Sunday night footy. Returns. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But mathematically, there's still a chance. But yeah. The other Friday night game, an 18-all field goal-a-thon in Golden Point. Jared Mullen champion. You can't have four shots in 10 mm. minutes and not get one. And uh, Peter Wallace, he got one crack. Couldn't kick it. 12-6 at half time. 18-all at full time. Finished that way. A draw each way. And what about the metres in this game? 2,000 for Newcastle, 1,800 for Brisbane. Yeah, It was just an absolute hit up a <laughs> but one thing I can't believe, that it finished in a draw with Brisbane missing 46 tackles to Newcastle's Yeah, yeah. I don't know you can miss that many tackles and not concede. They obviously Bloody scrambled well. Brisbane led. 12-6, um, you know, yeah. again, similar to the Cowboys' situation. Yeah, you just... But, uh, I thought Ted Ivano, you know, that try early on, that kick from Jarrett Mullin, I, I almost fell off the couch. That was a beautiful little grubber. But uh, as always, Justin Hodges is always the man to reply for Brisbane. He's the crutch they seem to lean on when they get in trouble. Parker got off his nudie run, he grabbed one to make it 12-6 at half time, but uh, two tries in the second half, but no goals. I was kind of sitting there thinking, I don't know if they've got a third in them, but full time, Uate gets one off gay guy, one of those offloads that we kept laughing at the other week that he was throwing over the sideline, yeah. hit him on the chest, and Uate took him to golden point after Gowie Power, his uh, awful conversion. Oh, that was a stinker. <laughs> they, they had... Um, off the tee, that was terrible. It was 18-10 with eight minutes to go mm. and Newcastle have scored two late tries and they have they they to kick it. A goal. No. Nah. Four tries. Four tries to get themselves there. Unforgivable. And this is like we are talking about earlier in the year when I said about Jamie Lyon need to fix himself because they only just beat Canberra. Canberra scored twice, kicked two goals. Yeah. Jamie Lyon missed none. He got none from four and they won 16-12. Yeah. You know, now he's coming around. But that's one good. thing I'll give Prince. He's always been a really good goal kicker. He hits the ball nice and you can rely on him. I know he kicked a real clutch one last week against the Cowboys. Well, so. he burned me in the ear, if you remember, watching the Tigers. Well, he kicked it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he I, did I had an eight and a half start on the Tigers in yeah. a 6 leg multi, and he kicked one from the sideline on full time. That's one him. thing you can't take away from me. He's a clutch clutch goal kicker, that's for sure. Yeah, well, this one, you know, it went I, down to I just wide. hate Golden Point. I'm over yeah. it. It's crap. And he, even, uh, I hate half time in Golden Point, because you, how often do you see a team get in sort of all right field position and the clock runs out? Yeah, pretty much. It's crud. But five field goals in 10 minutes, zero result. Um, yeah, like I said, it was a meter-a-thon, but I tell you what, and I say this a lot for Newcastle, that they're missing Cade Stone, they're missing Willie Mason, sure, but the meters they get come from their backs more than their forwards. Mm. All their backs made over 150 meters again. Yeah, more and than grandma, Wade Boyd, You know, You Boyd. Now you know why Kevin has to go to Penrith to get a run, because if McManus is there, he's not playing you are those yeah. meters you know Boyd has come to life I think after this Origin Series and, and G- Gay Guy and Leilua Leilua was a bargain boy after his disciplinary issues well in the completions again like we spoke about completions earlier mm. that Wayne Bennett has simplified their attack in time. Oh, he's just said no boys we're mm. playing uh, we're playing you know uh, negative football in our own end we're just going to mm. bang it up with our big outside backs and uh, and kick the ball along well Brisbane to I maybe even with those changes you know they still look a little bit disjointed I think they're Fords, as you could always expect, Parker, Friday, uh, Gillett, you know that they all played really well. Josh McGuire, is that bloke? I don't know what's happened to him. He's mm. got on the crazy gear. He's two hundred meters, a line break, a try assist, fifty he tackles. On the gear. He like I don't know how you can punch out two hundred meters and fifty tackles and set up a try. Yeah, but it's just all disjointed. Like all these individual efforts we speak of, it doesn't seem to come together on the field. Like they don't look well, cohesive. They, they don't have halves to polish it. It really, just It's like? not cohesive, though. They get a lot out of their individuals, but there's nothing, you yeah. know... Out of, out for all these numbers, what have they got to show for it? They've got to draw. And then the week before, what have they have to show for it? A two-point win. Mm. I think Ben Hunt's been solid in his I think two games. Some Corey Norman. Yeah, definitely. They need someone else at six, because no offence to Princey, he doesn't exactly take the line on. No, neither does Wallace. Hunt, Hunt made 124 metres and made two line breaks, so at least they've got someone now taking the pill. But I would have been better off for those two young blokes, probably at the start of the year, instead of two blokes who prefer to organise and sit back and kick and not really stick their nose in the lawn, so... Yeah. But I don't know what they've got planned because we all know that they're trying to push Wallace and Prince to Queensland Cup for next year, so... I don't know what's on the cards. Uh, the Milford thing might eventuate. That might be well, cool. where do you play him in the halves? Five eight. That's where he originally played. Okay, cool. Canberra using him at fullback. I think we would hide him for defensive purposes. Then I mean, which... you will play Hoffman at one, McCulloch at nine. That's mm. a pretty good spine. He can get a seven. All it needs is a seven, pretty much. Yeah. And they signed a young bloke named Ashley Taylor. I think it is only eighteen. He wasn't named in the twenties lineup this week. I haven't seen him play, but they've got a lot banked that on seven? this young bloke. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I could bank that much trust in an eighteen-year-old number seven who's first year in twenties, but. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait what and see. Uh, Why couldn't they have signed Sam Williams? Well, you know, they, they didn't really jump in on that. I don't really blame a lot of people. No offence, uh, you know, no semi and playing down there. But obviously, we heard it from Gossip a lot. His manager was asking a pretty big tag. Yeah, okay. The longer it dragged out and not playing too well at Mounties until more recently when he got picked for that residence side, I don't think it was ringing too many people's but bells. But if I said to you, you could swap the salary or just have the same salary that Wallace is on and have Williams, who would you rather? Well, at the moment, I'd want Williams for yeah. as far as upside and future is concerned. That's just, that was my take on it anyway. But yeah, this game, you know, Brisbane, still the same again. Technically, they've got a chance, but they really no, need... No, I think they're gone. They need things to go their way, and that draw really puts some uh, puts some more weight on them. You know, well, I think a lot it's, of a, it's got a... It they're though. three wins out of the eight now. Penrith, Penrith are gone as well, yeah. I think. I, I think it's Titans, Warriors, Raiders... Knights, really, yeah. The bat, for that, that's spots. the two that's the bottom yeah. right there. But, Fight for uh, two spots. Newcastle, similar deal. They left themselves an eighth with this draw. Uh, I thought Gay Guy, all those backs, like I said, fantastic. Obviously, young man, uh, Jared Mullen, who I ragged at the start of the year, played pretty well again. Yeah. And uh, the forwards, they got really let down by their starting forwards, but Houston and Cuthbertson both come on, made 150 apiece. So they got their punch off their bench. Brisbane, like I said, I can't leave any of those forwards out. And, and McCulloch made 65, but just... All these little efforts don't add up, like you said, because there's just not enough control or polish coming from the two key men. So, 18 mm. all draw. St. George at home this week for Brisbane. Uh, they really, they, Obviously, they do need to win, but it's almost going to be a nothing game if they don't get the result. And as far as Newcastle are concerned, they play Cronulla. So, just as important, Cronulla can push themselves clear into fifth place. Yep. And uh, as far as Newcastle are concerned, if they lose and either the Warriors or the Titans get up, they're falling out of the eight. So, mm. massive game for them this week. Moving on to the three Saturday games, the first fixture was the Sharks, twenty-two to eighteen over the Warriors, who ended a run. Wow! And uh, wow, New Zealand were frustrating to watch on the weekend. That's the only thing oh, I can man. say. Yeah, well,
2: and the funny uh, thing is, punter's club
1: at school, we uh, we went down because of the Warriors, and they they played for fifteen minutes, and almost won, and yeah, they almost won. Um, well, I we, just felt it all game. Like the Sharks were just slowing it down and. Yeah, Frustrating really, the Warriors and just dragging the Warriors into their sort of style of footy, which is what they're great at doing. The forward battle, the Warriors, man, like sixty-five minutes and you couldn't snap out of it, and then probably should have won the game at the end. Well, I told you because you took well, off. I had to go to the much poor Parramatta. That Conrad Harrell, as you do, as your winger or centre, sometimes you need to push on the ball. He was on that right edge. He kind of hesitated at the start when Johnson made a run. Johnson slid through a hole and passed the ball where he thought he had a winger and Hurrell was a step or two behind because he hesitated at the start. and That kind of just summed up the day because Johnson dropped one or two on his own accord and then he got two or three dodgy passes from poor old Nathan Friend who kept throwing them behind him. So he spilt plenty of pill and they made 11 errors. In the end, they ended up even with the Sharks because the Sharks switched off for the last 20, but yeah. all the early damage was done and they left it too late. Big Manu grabbed a double. I thought he had a pretty good game. Manu nope. almost dragged it back in. And <laughs> Harrell, he missed six tackles on the weekend. I think he's, he's he got just, a problem. He didn't get into the game, did he? He's got a problem there uh, at that edge, Matt Elliott. He had to put Peyroux on last week to help out because Lamarpe didn't have great lateral movement. So at the moment, I think a lot of people have figured out that those two little stocky blokes out there kind of struggle. They will run over the top here. They actually bulldoze in attack, but they're a defensive liability at this point in time. So, mm. and you know how much I love Conrad. Yeah, I absolutely love watching the bloke. He scored again. Yeah, but it's got to be it's got to be a, a technical thing. But you it can't, can't be miss a, six. Uh, It's not a physical thing. No, nah, but, but you can't can miss, miss six tackles if you are going to no. be a centre. Not in the NRL. Seems like he sort of he rushes in a lot. Like he, he rushes and makes. But rash he's got T Rex arms. He can't wrap people up. Yeah, he's just going to knock them over with his head. Like but he for a guy that's so good at breaking tackles, you'd think he'd be good at. Um, sticking on tuckers. matter yeah. should just tell him to take a hit up at somebody. If the shoulder charge still exists, I think he'd be right. Yeah, he would. But be. Because he can't wrap his arms. He just, can't go just go and run, run into, into people. Yeah, just run in his arms
2: again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> run into people. It's not shoulder charging if you don't leave with your shoulder, just leave with your massive head. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, the Sharks, they got the advantage early on. I think we're both frustrated with the amount of early ball that was given up. They parked themselves down in uh, the, the Warriors' halves right ran a nice hole. Pomeroy got one not long after, and then straight after half time, Pomeroy absolutely KO'd himself on the turf to get a ball to Stapleton. Oh, to he did, yeah. And that was brutal and, oh, wow. It was a great play, but. It was outstanding. You talk about putting your body himself. on the line. He uh, he put his body on the line, there's no question about that, the poor bugger. But uh, from there, they got a penalty goal, and that, that for us was sitting there. We both thought that was pretty much the icing on the cake. Yeah. Late on, like we said, they almost, all, almost got the job done, but there was just a sum up of the day. You can't drop the ball. I think at least four or five times from standing position at dummy half. A couple of times he took off, friend threw it behind him. Two other times he stood flat, friend threw it out in front. And he grabbed it with one hand. It was, yeah, it was just one of those days. Their, their forwards weren't as good as what they have been either. No, uh, they missed forty-one tackles to twenty. That always, that's always going to hurt you. And uh, you know that the sad thing—they actually had more sets than the sharks. At the end. They had 40 sets to 33, but they completed 26. The sharks were 22 from 33. So well, the Warriors just kept dropping the ball. ball. you know ball what? Full credit. Full credit goes to the Sharks, and we've just said it before. They—they—they yeah. they, uh, they executed when they got down. In they good drag ways. you. In, they do. They just drag you into the trench. They annoy me, but I don't. Yeah. They annoy you, but those three blokes, as usual, going two hundred meters, seven busts, a try assist. Wade Graham, another assist. Uh, Andrew Fafita 190 metres, three offloads, 40 tackles. Those yeah. guys. But that's the beauty of them. That's who they are. Finding they, they, you know, know what? I'll give the Sharks credit for. They know who they are. They do. They, they know exactly do. who they, they are. They play very simple. Football. And they're very, uh, they're very hard to break down. Like if you're, if you're preparing for the Sharks, mm. it's not rocket science what they're going to do. No. But it's getting your players mentally prepared you. to meet meet them. And with the physical challenges, I've said it to you a million times, and you'll agree with me. If they've got Ashford, if Ashford can get anywhere near what he used to be a couple yeah. of years ago, and if this Lawrence room is true, and they can get him anywhere near what he's used to be, yeah, they're going uh, to have some centers. They've been terrible at the Tigers recently, but if they can fix their center situation up and give Todd Carney somebody more than just Michael Gordon, who was also fantastic on the weekend, yeah. well, they could be a danger. But for now, that's pretty simple. They they bash teams, they barge them, and then they give Carney an opportunity to work with uh, what limited kind of back firepower he has. But, yeah. uh, you know, the forwards do the job. And The one guy I wanted to give her up to was uh, Fecky. He goes all right. Yeah, he does go good. I don't mind him. And he's a former warrior. He uh, he, no, he runs long. with plenty of vigor. He breaks tackles. and He's got good feet. Yeah, he goes all right. He can finish a try. So. But he went home on the weekend, so he wanted to show them why they let him go. There's yeah. plenty, plenty that have been let go. It's not their fault. They've got too many. So, uh, But, yeah, definitely proven his worth. And, and for, like I said, New Zealand, the better players I think Lilliman and Madalino both had a red-hot go 140 metres apiece the, the, the other forwards kind of struggled Johnson didn't have a great day poor Nathan Friend he, he fell off a thousand tackles he had a battle <laughs> couldn't throw a pass to Johnson Yeah. so all round a bad day but those two front rollers and obviously Manu
0: Manu, Manu. Manu had a
1: field day getting a double <laughs> what about the one when he was about a metre away about five people jumped on him and then he just stuck one mid out couldn't put it down with two hands just had to put it down with one Yeah. But, uh, Sharks this week uh, oh sorry uh, it is the Sharks, sorry, I'm getting myself completely mixed up. Going to Newcastle, as we spoke before, important... No, them. I think it's at Cronulla, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's at home, yeah. At sorry, crime, I've yeah. Just actually, it's, at, it's at the prison. I've just buzzsawed myself, going back to Silverwater, as I call the yeah. joint, because when they go there, no one gets out alive, Silverwater. Uh, I think the Sharks will probably get the business done this week, but for Newcastle, I think they're definitely going to be motivated. They're not going to want to be in a fight
2: yeah.
1: with uh, the Titans and the Warriors. They don't want to rely on their two results, and as far as the Warriors are concerned, uh, it's a it's a hard game. They've got to travel. Finally, they're not been playing New Zealand, and they're going to play Manly. So we're going to see where Manly are at truly as well, because they've had a pretty lenient run last couple of weeks. About parrots twice, and the Tigers, and a couple of other sides. So yeah, it's going to be a test for them. Going to be a real well, it's game. It's a massive game for both sides, really. Oh, right, most definitely. So I look forward to that one. But yep. the other Saturday fixture, this one will be nice and quick. And I, I hate saying this every week, but Parramatta. 40-6 to six went down to Manly. No in 83, reflection night of their premiers and it couldn't save them. Uh, they started all good. I was really hoping he'd get after Matoy, but they no, pretty never much never ended. even gravitated no. towards each other. Well, I was sort of giving some Parramatta fans some stick at the ground because, like, there were dudes that won that comp in 83 that were, like, walking around with, not wheelchairs, but, like, walking sticks and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's how long it's been since you won a comp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just ripping some of the guys there, but... Um, Man, there's, there was a lot of Parramatta fans that left early. Well, there tell were you, a lot of Parramatta fans that left early this this game, and yeah. they've got some poundings this year, but there were guys who I thought were, like, the most loyal of Parramatta fans just left, gone. Well, you know the biggest thing as well? This week, as far as their actual production or their numbers, they weren't blown off the park. They won the penalty count. Yeah. They were in the metres. The line breaks was 8-5 instead of, like, 11-0, and the offloads they produced just as much, but... You know, for all that effort and actually getting themselves up, it just shows how poor they are in execution, creativity, and defence. Because they still got blown away yeah. by thirty-four points. They only produced one try, and it come right at the end of the game when they were already down by forty. Yeah. So, you know, it just it was absolutely brutal. Manly, it's your well, what what do you need to say? They've had a pretty lenient run. I'm not taking anything away from them because they've been clinical. No, you got to win. You can't One to seven. In front of you. One to seven. They are. Well, arguably the best, you know, one to seven in the comp. People have said about their forward pack lacking some players this year, but we've spoke about this a million times. Brenton Lawrence, Justin Horro, these guys have turned up, done a fantastic job. I'm sure Justin Horro would have really enjoyed getting over the line against his old team. It was his ninth, yeah, for the year. And he's uh, done, um particularly the last four weeks, I've really been impressed with him. He's the one really I can't impressive. believe it, though. Nathan Highmarch. A lot of people, Peter Sterling said it, how he got let go yeah. from whatever happened with Kearney was the worst decision they made, and. I told you that we found out from gossip and from many people that there was only two teams that were after him, and it was Melbourne and Manly. So I think that's really... Yeah, you're a little bit disappointed that... I really wanted him to go there, but that's what I mean. It was going to be a a bargain for one of us, getting put in a decent side and having good halves and well-coached. And uh, to see what's happening right now is just proof of uh, Justin Horro's quality. So Uh, other than that, you've already brought up uh, Kieran Foran. He was brilliant. Andrew Johns would have been... uh, Punching the air or having a, having a schooner or two for himself after watching that lovely try he engineered for Brett Stewart. I think uh, in the shadows there, he might be adding the polish that was just needed on that tough exterior and that go hard attitude that Kieran Foreign has. Yeah. But he's he's always giving you a different look. It's always a different shape. He it's has, always a different player. It's always. He's a, coachable uh, too. I a bet, different line. I he's bet he's direct. coachable. He's one of the only halves in the comp that takes the ball right to the line well, he's and had, he's willing to get hit. He's had Dez Hasler. Jeff Toobie now, and he's got Andrew Johns. So, as yeah. far as being surrounded by good coaches, and I bet he's coachable much but He doesn't seem champions. like a knob either. Like, no, he just, he's not. He seems like he's got his head screwed on. Is it like true? He's like- gonna be a uh He's going to be one of the all-time greats. Hopefully... That, the style of footy he plays, by opens him up to being whacked. Well, and, uh, you, got to, you got whacked a couple of times on the weekend. I still think he's playing smarter than what he was before. Before it was just direct and hard, and if he didn't go through, he d- before or- he didn't even have the ball <laughs> no. with two hands. He, he just, just like catches and it, under his yeah. arm, and runs straight at you. He's starting to play a lot smarter, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, you know what do you say? They got their back line just killed him. Foreign set up a couple. Cherry have scored one, set a couple up. Brett Stewart got one. Both the wingers got doubles. Uh, you know, every time they shift the ball, they look dangerous. Mm. Stevie Mattai cut through as he always does with his little skip, hop, and a jump. Um, I thought he was quiet. I thought Lyon was really good. But well, I thought either, were, either side of the field when they get the ball, they can't let you down. And mm. I keep wrapping this bloke because I thought he was bad at the start of the year. And you know, Angry Jeff, uh, you know, seemed to neglect him and not use him. Jamie Brewer again, 160 meters off the bench. He was fantastic. And yeah, walking out I got 150. So. Uh, not what he's saying for Parra. I don't know who I can give her up to. The last few weeks I've just been giving manor. sympathy votes. But Mana's really the only one again that. And um, is it Tangana? No, Tanganoa's not playing. Terape, you what Yeah, yeah he, You know uh, what? And I'll give. I can't understand why he's not starting. I'll give some credit to Rad Radra. He's had a red hot go. Right, uh, yeah. Have... The last couple of weeks, you know, semi Rad Radra. He, yeah. He's been tackled a few times going for the pie, but I tell you what, he he doesn't stop. He has a red hot go. Well, it's the same as um, Rennie Matua. Yeah, Brenny. he's trying hard. I can't understand why they won't resign him. Yeah, well, yeah, but, about, but apart from that, well, it's more the best of a bad bunch. We'll flush it now though. There's nothing yeah. else you need to say. Uh, they get a real test this week, man. Those we just said before, at home to the New Zealand Warriors. So yeah, we'll and, get we'll, we'll get an indication. they're going to win this week. Well, he's going to come back in. They're going to win. They're playing the Tigers. It's the toilet bowl. If they want to get the spoon, then to just start winning. They're three, I'm, I'm three, three away from the Tigers in 15th. I think the Spoon should be I really hope the Eels win this and open up a race for the Spoon. There's nothing yeah. better than a race for the Spoon. No offence. The spoon, <laughs> The Spoon's already at Parramatta as far as I'm concerned. Really? Oh, no, I'll deliver I, it. I agree. I'll, I'll agree deliver it tomorrow. I'd, I'd like to see a little bit of interest rate into it. I'll drop it in there tomorrow if they want it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to go. Well, three weeks ago, the Tigers were talking up their chances of making the eight. Oh, God. It's not happening. No. We move on to the other Saturday night game and the final one, and... Uh, Well, what can you say? I was disappointed, obviously, because I loaded up into the Cowboys this year and said they were going to be around the grand final. They had a great roster, and uh, yeah, they finally decided to play some football and bloody good football, you know. And Mm -hmm. thirty to twelve, they were up thirty nil over Souths. Sixteen hundred meters to twelve hundred. It's not many times I've been beaten in that count. Eight line breaks to four. Thirty misses by Souths to eighteen. And Jonathan Thurston, chant. Where have you been at club? Yeah, that was phenomenal. Um, Robert Louis makes him look so much better as well. Kane Lynette, who's been awesome all year. One bloke off, I feel sorry for, outstanding. Tom Lolo, why don't you run the ball like that every other game that you've been there this year? He's been average. Yeah. Sims came back well, and the bloke, you know, I love Reith Muller, who I thought should have been playing earlier. Underrated. Mate, that third jersey's is his. I know Dallas Johnson's leaving, but it's, He's just, a new it, Johnson. it's just Johnson. It's like the same Green, thing. Yeah. And, except it's like Johnson when he first got to Melbourne. He's younger He's probably a little bit bigger, a little bit more in his legs at the moment, and he doesn't get knocked out a lot. So, yeah. you know, he doesn't, he knock <laughs> he doesn't out get, out get knocked lot. out a lot. <laughs> Jesus. And Kyle Felt, the young bloke. What, he, a, what a debut. He got uh, plenty of good ball there from Matty B, yeah. who I thought was pretty good as well. Matty B. Unfortunately, I still guy. think as far as injuries are concerned, though, I couldn't touch Matt B with his knees. But, uh, you know, everything that you wanted to see early on, both the front rowers, 180 metres apiece. Yeah. That platform, the Australian front row, the halves, uh, those backs, a couple of young bloods that are the future in Tabor and Sims, where's it been? Yeah. That's all well, you this can, is yeah. Basically, all I'm going to say is this is what we expected them to play like at the start of the year. Yeah, well... And I mean, we haven't seen it. And Neil Henry's lost his job because... For whatever reason, mm. they couldn't produce it, but but this is why I was angry when everyone kept saying it's the hooker. You can't blame the hooker with those it's two not front the rowers. Hooker, it's the lack of hooker, yeah. But it didn't matter on that weekend. They've proved with Jonathan Thur- Jonathan Thurston and that front row alone, you don't need a good hooker. Yeah. Jonathan Thurston is tenfold on his day than any other half in the comp. Oh right, yeah, but where, how, where's their ceiling if they don't have a hooker? That's all. with those front rowers. You don't need someone really ball playing out of those two blokes last year. With Aaron Aaron Payne was good last year, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't really probe or get out. He was slow as. Yeah. His contribution, like everyone bringing up that triangle, no offence to him, I'm not trying to knock his link in that triangle. He was a good player. He did manipulate the ruck. But with that front row last year, that was pure and simple. Yeah. They bashed everyone to submission. And they moved the ball for the first time this year. Mm. They used to be a team I enjoyed watching because they got the pill going. They got second phase. They moved south around the weekend. They excite me. This year, I haven't been looking forward to watching the Cowboys play. No. Because that was their brand of football. Yeah, boring and riddled and and clunky, that word. Everyone's saying it, and I hate it, but they just have been. It's like a a machine that's slowly falling apart. Don't use that word. um, Yeah, don't use that word. But what do you you say about South? I've been... this I've is been, their playing a little slump, I think. I don't know, but I've been banging the drum that both the Burgesses are the only two that get any punch for them, and I think it got proved again on the weekend. Mm-hmm. They got bashed by the Cowboys, and they got moved around laterally. Uh, you know, they moved around Sutton. They moved around all the big boys. Lima, yeah. Azatazi, they really put them on. I think that shows why they're cleaning the decks for a few of those older blokes, because that bench had no impact on that game. No. Like, no. Tom come on, he wasn't too bad, but even him, like they didn't have enough ball even have a contribution but besides the Burgesses I don't think there was any platform for South they were dominated yeah, there's a few too many same same players in there that's for sure um, but yeah I, I was uh, I wouldn't be too disappointed if I was a South fan um, I think they'll come good it's probably a planned uh, planned slump um, you know you, you after you win so many in a row like South did um, you're always going to come back to earth eventually and um, it's better now than come finals time for South fans anyway so yeah. Well, um, I, I couldn't really put a rap on too many players probably besides the Burgesses again I thought they were both you know good without being great Yeah. and uh, I'll give a rap to Kiri when he came on I thought he he had a red hot go near the last 20-30 minutes when he got on there Yeah. Uh, well, actually it may have even been the first half when something went down was it I can't really remember but in general for a young bloke to step in in that situation after Reynolds extended his knee as well it would have been a daunting task you know yeah, no, he, sure. he didn't get a try assist per se, but as far as he, the amount of time he put his hands in the ball and he took the liner about five or six times as well and a half. Yeah, he is not afraid of first grade. He is NRL standard written all over him. Yeah. So you I heard like st- some people say, "Oh, he's not ready for first no, grade." I stick by what Please. I said at the start of the year: Sutton to thirteen because he's better than Ben Low and he's more of a ball runner. He's a ball player. Currie and Reynolds open the game up. Have all those three options playing for you in attack to make them a better side and have G.I. at the back and a Luke. They've got threats all over the field there. They've got creativity in all the different spots of the park. I'd much rather this see This may that. be another rooster situation. We yeah. said two of us are shakes now at one, where yeah. we thought he'd be next year. Um, this year, might be the same for South. But the it next may few, be that Kiri kills it, and he goes back and plays lock. The next few weeks sorry. will dictate that. But I, yeah. I, I look at Lowe, and I told it to you, the are starting forward pack, I don't see enough out of it. And I, I look at having this, the Burgesses, having Tio McQueen, and Sutton with Kiri and Reynolds, who both have running games along with Sutton, and they're both threats and... You haven't seen much of his kicking game yet, but I've said it to you a million times that I, his short kicking game is just as good in my eyes uh, as Reynolds. Obviously, he yeah. hasn't played much NRL, but ask anyone who watches the New South Wales Cup of the 20s and watched him play. He didn't just step up to New South Wales Cup. He, was, he killed it. He, he murdered New South Wales Cup for the Bears. So yeah. there's a good reason he's in first grade and they haven't been afraid to throw him in the deep end. Yeah, But things need to improve. Uh, Sutton's going to be out for a few weeks, so Kiri's going to get his shot. Uh, whether that hyper-extension of Reynolds, we haven't heard too much, but I hope there's not one of these injuries going to happen right at the death. And Inglis will be back soon, and they need him, because Nathan Merritt, you need metres from the back, and he made 50 on the weekend yeah. for all these returns. And uh, I'm not saying it's because he's small, but I don't think he's likes too many people raining balls down on him, chasing in there hard. He's not really a big fan to get whacked, old poor Nathan. I would, I'd have Justin Hunt back there, to be honest with you, but that's just my opinion. But Cowboys, what do you say? We've, we've already said it. JT, the front rollers. Lynette, all those young forwards—they're outstanding. But where was it earlier on? So, mm. Penrith this week away, you'd be thinking that's going to be another W. We
0: with yeah. The way Penrith
1: are struggling, but who knows? Sunday night here, um, well, it's, it's, it's an opportunity well, for the Cowboys to consolidate. The coach's curse, mate. You get fired, they bounce back. So we'll have we to, said it last we'll week. We have to see if it's one we thing or not. It but week. it did happen. And the storm for Souths away—that's that's a pretty hard trip to be going without Sutton and English. Yeah. Melbourne ominous last week, but we'll wait and see. Hopefully, it's a cracker on Friday night. Yeah, but moving on to the Sunday fixtures. The Storm, wow, sixty-eight to four. It's the eighth biggest win of all time. It's the biggest win since two thousand and seven when the Broncos won seventy-one to six. Yeah, and uh, yeah, twelve tries ran in. Karen Smith had a good day with the boot for once, which isn't really a common theme for him. He kicked ten from twelve. Yeah, Hat-tricks to Wonga, Maher, double to Slater and Chambers, and then Proctor and Tova Harris got tries. Uh, like, you know, well, who didn't get a try? Yeah, it'd, yeah. be well, <laughs> it'd be easier. Well, that's, along, that's the thing. There was, a, there was a couple of bags there. There was two doubles, a couple of triples, and Proctor and Tohu. So, yeah. Chambers Slater, all, all the backs absolutely had a field day. But here's the most disappointing thing for that gun forward pack that Canberra's supposed to be possessing 1,700 metres to 900. They didn't crack the 100. They're starting front row of Brett White, a former international and current or former Queensland front rower and current Australian incumbent front rower, David Shillington combined for 90 metres between the pair of them from Mm. start and front row. Well, when you don't have the ball and you're standing behind your bloody goalposts all day, but as you say, that's David Shillington's... That's your front row, my friend. And And he's uh, playing like he speaks at the moment. The only two blokes who got close to 100 and didn't was Josh Parley, 97, the human reckon ball, and Paul Vaughan off the bench got 93, so... As far as Tills, totally different beast coming off the bench, isn't it? Yeah, well, Tills come off the bench too, He only made fifty. So the young bloods did their job, but uh, the old bulls, the ones that are supposed to be laying the platform, this massive pack for Canberra, it's uh, really faded out this year, I think. Mm. Terry Campese's new doctor, Evil looked didn't help him. He had a, a terrible day. I think they're pretenders. The only th- thing that was positive for Canberra was Anthony Milford, and uh, as we said, we feel sorry for him in the situation of the Carney, uh, the Ferguson thing almost happening, and now Dugan. Well. Milford's on completely different grounds so you have to on the Milford one I can understand you have to respect it but uh, his father's a little bit sick and obviously Brisbane is home and Brisbane's calling because his dad's not doing too well they've come out and they're going to try and play hardball but in this case I can't respect Camera trying to play hardball they put it into the contract it's there yeah he will see out the rest of the year but if they try and do anything to stand against this I'll have no respect for anyone standing in the way of someone who's wanting to go home for legitimate reasons there's not money even though I bet you he will get paid very well by the Brisbane Broncos. He'd be getting the same treatment if he was staying at Canberra yeah. when he comes off contract at the end of next year. But yeah. on compassionate grounds, they can't stand the way. So I don't care what was said the other day about them going to play hardball. If they do that, that's just that's a sad effort. It's cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. cheap so um, what, what else do you say, though? Besides him scoring that try, he made three line breaks in that game on his own, even during that bloodbath. But there was no other signs. They got dominated in the ruck. They had no go forward. They were kicking from their own end. They made a lot, you know, more errors in Melbourne. Melbourne completed thirty-eight of forty-one. Mm. That is clinical, absolute clinical. But I that's where that's where Melbourne win and lose games. They do that for the rest of the year. They win the Kong. Yeah. Um It's just going to be whether they can they can do it for the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, Cronk and Finch, as he went from your halves, six of the assists. Smith got one. Billy chimed in with one, and there was a couple from the forwards from their backline movement, but. Uh, the key players, we don't need to say no more, really, do we? The no. halves, the nine, the fullback—they ran the show. The forwards laid the platform. Bromwich, all these guys—they had a field day. And uh, the outside back group, the rewards in particular. Old Mahu got his first game back, and Wanga, who's one of the most improved players in the comp, they got a, a triple bag each. So yeah. Here's a hypothetical for you:
2: mm-hmm.
1: Would uh, would you be open for a trade if you were Brisbane Josh Hoffman for Milford? I would be, but that's the thing. The, the I like that, the trade. but The clause is there, though. This has nothing to do with that Canberra can stop. They let him put that in there to start with, yeah. and rightfully so because of the situation, why he came to Canberra. He could have been at Brisbane before that if Brisbane uh, scouts did their job and actually found him because I know they were very angry afterwards when they sent him at Canberra and said, why didn't we find this kid? But uh, yeah. th- this situation is another one of those things for Canberra where it's going to hurt, but this is the only one I agree with. The, the Dugan... The county, these ones, you know, you kind of look and say we feel bad for you, but in this situation, they can't stand in the way of it. Yeah, we've got to move away from that one. Nothing needs to be said. Twelve tries to one, absolute bloodbath. Melbourne's lull it definitely does not exist. Origin is over. Mm. So the other Sunday game, the Titans, thirty-six to six. Something to smile about, bro. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they played the Tigers. Um, I, I want to see him. I want to see him beat someone uh, of some standing. They, they got that opportunity this week. They play the Dogs. Um, but for this one, well, it's the, the old bounce-back factor, isn't it? Like, they couldn't have played any worse but the week before. They got pounded no. by South. We're both confused because they lost three more players. They lose Kelly, Bailey, and Shrama on top of what they've already lost the last couple of weeks and, you know, replacing Jamal and changing wingers and changing full-backs for Zilman and yeah. trying to reshuffle the pack, but you just can't but understand. But go through the history of our club, and they're the games that we always win. Yeah, pretty much. You bounce back when you've Well, just when we've got bloody no players available and things, poo hits the fan. Just one thing, though. I'm going, to, I'm going to put it out there, and I've said it to you, that I thought Kelly stole a bit of Caesar's thunder. Yeah, it's I, fair. Like, no, but looking at it, I have to say on the weekend, Kelly is not the seven. Kelly hasn't been the seven. He's the six. Well... And, that's, and you look at Caesar. Caesar was outstanding, and I think he needs to be, you know, touching the ball first. You know what? This is the problem, that they stick them on uh, either side of the field. That's the problem. It showed it, but it showed it. It on the weekend when he had Harrison there, when he had to take control... He did. ...how good of a 7 he was. Yeah. But when they put him at 6 and him at 7 and they split them, it doesn't work because Kelly... He plays both sides of the field. He plays what he sees, so I don't know why Cartwright... I have been critical of Caesar, But Cartwright should see this this week and say, well... You're my seven, but what I want mean? you to play both sides of the field. You control it, and you tell Kelly to do what he's been doing because he, what he's been doing it works. Yeah. He chimes in when he needs to, and nine times out of ten, when he does, it's it's a line break or you know a quick play the ball or you know something explosive. Like I looked at both from the weekend and just thought this this is the, right, the order's wrong. This needs to be flipped around. They need to get Caesar back into the middle. Yeah. get his hands on the pill because you've seen how influential he was last year when he played seven instead of Prince, or well, he played six did he or seven. Uh no. Um, Prince played seven. He played yeah, six. But realistically, he played more first receiver last year, I think, than even what Prince did. Well, yeah, Prince. Prince, Prince was pretty likes to, just get rid of. Prince him. likes to be the
2: second receiver. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I just Prince from the, the weekend stuff. that was the big thing for me. Harrison, the Fords, you know, Douglas. Where was he been the whole year? Taylor, both 180. Ryan James, 200 meters. Like, where's that been? Instead of just turning up, and, as we said, and you'd be get frustrated from dumb penalties and grubby stuff he's done. Yeah. That platform they laid. Uh, especially, you know, with Caesar in control and Harrison adding a bit of polish, he, he looked like he was back in his young days at the Rabbitohs trying to ball play, but... um well, he threw a couple of nice passes.
2: So yeah, nice
1: he, and he set a few up, but... Yeah, I just didn't see it coming. I said during the week that I thought the Tigers were a shoo-in. I didn't think they were too bad against Manly. They obviously got blown away, but they scored some nice tries, but... you know, And that's Bent- why I'm still not 100% convinced on Manly. Because mm. you line that form up now, and I just don't... I, I don't know. I'm not totally convinced, but, um, I mean, for the Titans, yeah, and, and I, I said that to you a week. It's a game that I would not be surprised for us to, if we just come out and won and uh, backs against the wall. It seems like if we've got our best side on the park, or perceived best side on the park, you you uh, you don't get the best form out of them. So, no, it's really? something they've got to address. The Tigers, mate, uh, well, I'm sick of saying it again as well, but the wingers, not Luma, Simona, they're probably the only real bright sparks I see. William and Fortin. Liam Fulton, I just feel bad for the bloke because he yeah. busts his ass every week. A couple of these young guys, they've had a long year. They've played a lot of first grade that they weren't expected to. Yeah, losing Farah hurt. Yeah, but they're going to be better for the run. A lot of these young blokes. But Benji Marshall, as we said earlier on, it's just completely killed us. Is, we're going to have a quick look look at that lineup now. It hasn't popped up on NRL dot com yet to see whether he has been replaced, as has been spoken about. They applied for the salary cap exemption today to try and get Luke Brooks in. If not, Eddie Payer was the option out of New South Wales Cup. But yeah. man, you right now. Is Benji Marshall half this week? No. He's not mine either. There's no no doubt about it. No, um, He may finish the year. Well, this is the other thing. Now, he that, now you that Farrah's house, out. You can't, you can't say that that's okay. You can't send that message through that that's okay. No. In my mind. Yeah, well, I'm more more with you in, in those regards. I don't think... No, the side's not through, but Jared Hayden's been named for the Eels. Yeah, well, this could be uh, like you said before, power, power maybe coming to win Bara. finally this week. <laughs> but I, I, I I couldn't name him. We don't know whether it's going to happen or not, but I, I couldn't pick him. But well, I, we, we'll I, have it through. It'll just be whereabouts in the show we um we we have it. Yeah. Um, teams waiting for the teams to be announced. A couple are up, but not all of them. So yeah, we will probably half of them are up. They have to be in by six o'clock. So um, we'll we'll definitely have that for you at some stage during the show. So stay tuned. Well, I'll move on to the last game of the round and. This one confused me.
0: The dogs yeah, it was a weird the game. dog
1: dogs won thirty nine to twenty. Yeah. Over St. George and uh, oh sorry just before we move on the Titans will be playing the Dogs this week yeah, to keep their final types alive uh, you know so it's, that's big for both well, of see, them see I think Newcastle will lose I think the Sharks will beat Newcastle mm-hmm. um, so we're a chance to jump into the 8th in, the, so. the, no offence Tigers don't, the don't Warriors really, may the Warriors may get beaten by Manly so we could be the movers here if we if we can roll the dogs. Yeah. Well, Tigers heels for me. That's a no contest. Don't really care. See what happens there. But yeah. uh, the dogs for me, this they're already separate. If they lose, it probably won't hurt as much. But I think they'd like to keep up the sharks and try and finish fifth. Yeah. And get to play eighth because I think whoever eighth is, unless it's the Warriors, is probably the easy beat. Yeah. Definitely. Whether whether that be the Raiders or the Knights, I'd rather be in fifth and in control. Of that. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah. Now back to the Monday game, thirty nine to twenty over St George. I was more confused because they started off with such a good completion rate and they were doing the job, but after getting that lead of eight points early on after scoring a try, getting the penalty goal, all of a sudden it was Josh Dugan versus the Bulldogs. <laughs> he, he got himself over the line twice. Once off a grubber, which was Michael Gordon-like from the week before where the fullback wasn't there and he just poked it through and helped himself to a pie. But yeah. it was Josh 10, Dogs 8. Yeah. And before you know it, after half time, it was 20 to eight. Yeah. They They were... You know, Dugan put Vito over, yeah. and Nightingale grabbed one. They, they were up, and you were sitting there just dumbfounded, going, look at the completion rates, look at the, the go-forward. They've got nothing for it. They were just playing random plays, Josh Reynolds and Hodgkins, and had no control. But uh, after that, they put on the couple under sixes tries. Big Cassiano crashed over for the double. Yeah. He, uh, his link play, which has obviously been missed, was beautiful in putting T-Rex over for a try. T-Rex grabbed another one, similar style to Cassiano, Just another under sixes try, a nice one-on-one pass chucked out by Michael Innes, who had a very good game out of dummy half. And uh, well, what, what do you say about the game? The, the other highlights, as usual, have been the same all year. The front rowers in Tolman and Graham laying the platform, and then the two young blokes, Jackson, who grabbed a try, and young Dale Fenuken who's just an effort
2: player.
1: Mm-hmm. They were. Uh, I got the feeling that they're going to win. Um, they won, even even when they skipped to twenty to eight. Oh, a little bit of me thought, hmm, very interesting. It doesn't feel right, though. They um, still don't feel right. The Dragons? No. no, the Dogs. Oh, the Dogs, The Dogs no. just don't feel like a threat to me. But I, I just couldn't uh, compute at stages last night. Like, they're uh, they're rolling through the middle of the field, and they try a dumb offload mm. on play two. Um, or they just, the finish to their sets aren't great. You know uh, what, I don't get that. The other week when they just shifted on the back of it, like they did against Melbourne. I know it was Melbourne's second tier side. When you got a ruck rolling the way that they do, you've got to shift the ball. Mm. You can't just keep playing one off. or Reynolds getting into dummy half like he did thinking he was playing New South Wales Cup. We're going to take a scoot on the back of that. Yeah. You've got to take advantage of the dent you've left in the middle and players retreating and getting nice and wide and, you know, make make the line move. Try and put yourself through. They've got good centers. Yeah. And they just didn't use them. No. Like all these tries or Even on. some of the lines there, outside backs were running. I was a bit dumbfounded by as well. Mm. Well, um, you know... But I've, still... I'm going to use that word, that clunky word, but they are clunky. They really, really are. Mm. And i uh, tell you what, if the they're... The scary thing is, is, they click and they score 39 points. Well, they scored 30 points in 25 minutes. Mm. But, you know, those under sixes tries, they're not going to be working against one of the top solids. Yeah. I know I said last night, who's going to stop Cassiano? But they're not going to get those opportunities. Well, field position isn't going to be as... They're not going to be as dominant in field position, that's for sure. No. And the Dragons, what do you say? Nathan Fien had a Barry Crocker... Yeah. Little Quinlan didn't get to put much stamp on the game. Uh, Dugan was pretty much an entity to himself. And uh, Stephen Price, his coach and genius, holding a and Will Matthews on the bench for virtually 65 minutes, played with 15 against a side that was just punching holes through them <laughs> Good all one, day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he did it, but he put them on. One guy made six tackles. The other made eight. Neither and of them got to have a hit-up because by the time they got on, it was uh, well past gone. They were getting bloodbathed. Yeah. So... What do you say for them? They're, they're definitely they're another next year project. They to look forward to with and Williams probably being their halves pairing along with Dugan yeah. and uh, having a Rain and a young man that I really like, Craig Garvey, who's absolutely killed the New South Wales Cup and killed his first yeah, well, first grade game. They're gone.
0: They're gone.
1: Well, we're here. I'm hearing word that Cameron King will be released along with Matt Pryor, so Craig Garvey's going to get that opportunity to take that bench spot. And I think they'd be an awesome pairing in Rain and Garvey. Garvey's a very smart number nine for anyone who hasn't watched him play. Yeah. Williams and Woodop will give them what they need compared to what they've got at the moment with Fiend and Quinlan. And obviously, Josh Dugan he just signed his deal. And from all reports, it was a dollar dazzler deal. They're, they're cheering the four years they've got out of him. Yeah. So uh, that, I'm, I'm just glad that Josh showed a bit of loyalty to the Dragons and not, you know, gone for the money that he probably got, got at the Dogs if they were going to offload Barber mm. because they have thrown him a lifeline. So good on Josh Dugan for uh, staying there. But uh, as I've already said, the Dogs, they're going to get home this week to the Titans. So, very important game to both. They've probably got their place locked in, but I'm sure they'd like to push as high as they can, maybe fifth, or if they get lucky and the teams above them lose, which I highly doubt, and me and then Melbourne get fourth. But yeah. Well, there's a three-point gap there with five games to go, so they, they've got to win probably at least four. four. And hope that there's a loss or two, but yeah. I, I don't see it happening. I think fifth is the highest for them, but they'd want fifth. Well, like I mean, looking at the bottom of the table, we're happy to... Eels gone, Tigers gone, Dragons gone. gone. Cowboys? now Nah. They've go go, they're going go go to land them on 28, so and I don't know whether 28's going to get you in because the Dogs are on 26, Sharks are on 26, they're 6, Raiders 24, Knights 23. So you're relying on the Knights going 2 and... Yeah, well, two out you of five. We're on the camera to go two and five, and you need four yeah. and against to come up. Which yeah. you know, I camp- think realistically, as we said before, Panthers are probably gone. Broncos are gone. Penrith are going to have to. There's win There's two teams left. Five really. out of five. It's it's um, Warriors and the Titans realistically left. Yeah, the Panthers have got too many troops down. Broncos are realistically the only last mathematical chance, but I still don't think they have got enough in the team. Yeah, to run with it. uh so you can pretty much put the Panther over and bar those last two teams and. Uh, yeah, St. George, the Broncos, mathematically, the only chance here is for the Broncos. And and the other one is that Canberra, like with that massive loss, they've now got an awful four against. Yeah, but they've got a terrible run home. They've got the Roosters this week, they've got the Bulldogs the week after, they've got to play the Sharks, they've got to play Newcastle. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, from what I remember, they got the Warriors one more time, so they don't have a kind run at all. Everyone they're playing is in the finals or contending. Yeah so a bad run for them but that wraps up the reviews of the games from this weekend so now we'll jump into the Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Cenobet.com if you want to have a bet on any sport in particular the NRL get onto Cenobet download the app from the App Store and fire up if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport get onto Cenobet and fire up download the Centibet app and get into the centre of the action or get on to www.cenebet.com and register now or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Cenebet, fire up. Alrighty, righty, Cinebet, a degenerate gambler's app brought to you by Cenebet. They give us the two free $100 bets that we do on Friday and Monday for guess the correct score or closest to it. And they also give us the $100 charity bet. Every week, which as current, after three-week streak, we lost it on the weekend. The Tigers, uh, what are you doing? I had to go to the Tigers. I couldn't help myself. I thought it was a shoe-in, and a second string bloody Titans side so just decided to turn up and put 30 points extra on them. So that one crashed and burned, but this week, before we even get going, we're going to take the Storm into the Cowboys, which is going to be paying $2, so a potential $100 in there. So Storm would need to beat the Rabbitohs, and the Cowboys would need to beat the Panthers, so we're pretty confident on that one. Hopefully, we'll put another hundred in the total, which mm. stands at six hundred and ninety-three dollars for the time being. But Brock, uh, what are the games we got? What are the odds we got? All righty, Friday night kicking us off. The Storm dollar thirty-six. The Rabbitohs three twenty. The line is eight and a half to the Bunnies. Yeah, well, you can see without Sutton and without Inglis what the the bookies are thinking, and probably rightfully so because it is down in Melbourne, especially based on last week. Um, mm. The other Friday night game. The uh, Battle for the Spoon, the Eels versus the uh, West Tigers. Parramatta dollar eighty favourites. Take a photo of that one, Parramatta fans, because yeah. you won't see that for the rest of the year. Um, the West Tigers, $2.02 and the line is one and a half to the Tigers. Well, I think I know why. We both know why this has happened. No Robbie Farrar and Jared Hayne comes back. Yeah. So you flip that and Benji Marshall, you can't really look at the piece of paper anymore and say he's going to make a difference. Mm. Uh, yeah. Alrighty, first game on Saturday, the Roosters at home to the Canberra Raiders. The dollar twenty. the Raiders four sixty-five on the back of their thumping last week. The line is 12.5 to the Raiders. Well, I'll tell you what, the Roosters are streaking at the moment, and a lot of people say that a streak has to come to an end, but I think uh, Raiders bring you lube because it's going to happen again. Ooh, <laughs> um, the other Saturday night game, uh, the Cronulla Sharks at home at Silverwater. Jail, that is, um, against... The Newcastle Knights, the Sharks $1. fifty-two. the Knights two fifty-five. The line is 5.5 to Newcastle. Yeah, well, they get back uh, Cade Snowden this week, old Newcastle. Hopefully he doesn't drop the bob on anyone again like he did to Docker, but mm. that's going to help their cause. Their back five has been fantastic, but it's just Shark Park, man. You go to Shark Park, it is a prison. Uh, they don't let anyone out of there without giving them an absolute ravaging. So I think the Sharks will get the job done purely being at Ramondas. Uh, the other, sorry, the first Sunday game, probably game of the round for me, the Manly Sea Eagles, a dollar forty. New Zealand three dollars with an eight point start at Brookvale. Uh, a bit of value there for the Warriors, I think. Yeah, well, like I said, the Warriors they were they were bound to stumble at some point. They were six from seven. They had their stumble last week. I don't think Sean Johnson could uh, drop the ball four times again I don't think their forwards could be as poor and I don't think uh, they can play anywhere near as bad as what they did but mainly like we said we're going to get a true indicator whether the last five weeks has uh, been you know easy because they've had two games against Parra the Tigers Titans and I can't remember the other one but they've had a pretty lenient run. Well, we're going to find out whether they're the real deal this week. And same deal for New Zealand. We're going to find out whether they're the real deal. Yep. Uh, The other Sunday game, the Broncos at home with the Dragons. Broncos, $1.36 favourites. Wow. Dragons, $3.20 with an eight and a half start. I don't mind that. Well, if there's one thing that I do know, the Dragons have the wood on Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium. So this is one that I wouldn't mind sticking just a dirty tenner on. Well, I just like having um, just take the points with the Dragons. Uh, I mean, they, they were pretty good against the Dogs last night until they... Fell into a hole and couldn't close that game out. So um, I wouldn't, shy, I wouldn't shy away from having a little uh, sneaky tenor as you said on the on the Dragons. Mm. Um, Sunday night footy returns, thank Christ, out here at Penrith. The Panthers two fifty five outsiders. The North Queensland Cowboys a dollar The line is five and a half to the Panthers. Well, I know that the Cowboys are being inconsistent, but I think that's a little bit generous to the Panthers considering the amount of trims they're missing. Two fifty five. Mm. I thought that would have been a bit shorter, but a dollar fifty. I'm not complaining. I'd be more than happy to throw that in a multi as we've done for the yep. Cowboys. Uh, the final game of the round, Monday night footy. The Canterbury Bulldogs at ANZ Stadium take on the Gold Coast Titans. Canterbury dollar seventeen, the Titans five dollars fifteen. The line is fourteen to the Titans. Well, this is very surprising because they copped twenty off the Dragons, and yeah, they put thirty on the last twenty five. But your mob won, you know, by thirty points. Missing mm. Bailey, Kelly, Shrama, and you know, numerous other players as yep. well. Zilman, Jamal, Idris, like we thought they were going to definitely go down on the weekend, and yep. uh, it didn't happen. So. Not a, not a happy hunting ground, but for us, ANZ Stadium. Um, the Bulldogs, we, we tend to struggle against the Bulldogs as well, but um, I I definitely think 14's um, a, a pretty big start. Yeah, it's a pretty decent line, considering the results from last week. There's no doubt about that. Definitely. So have to wait and see what happens. Well, like probably said, another guy we're going to mention, Ox McKinney. He's gone three in a row with the pick the scores this year. or well, mm. not three in a row, but he's picked three of them this year. Yeah. Um, just, uh, center ben, and Just to clarify... Ben are going to... Bar the bloke. Yeah, you're going to get barred soon. They think we think we're in on it or something. The way things are going. <laughs> but uh, just to clarify for everyone, when there's not just a one limit for a win, if you are good enough to pick multiple scores, you will keep receiving free bets. Yeah, simple as that. We're not going to knock somebody back. You know, out of, if we've only if you've got forty. Well, I, think, or th- I think next year you'll find that we'll will put, a, put a limit on it. But for this year, because no, nothing's been set. Um, it's a free-for-all free-for-all if you're good enough to win a cup we'll on you but yeah at the moment from what we've had the last couple of weeks Centrebet probably will cap the winners as far as next year is concerned maybe two or three per person most likely two I think is what uh, has been thrown around at this point in time but yeah if you're good enough to keep winning them don't shy away Friday night Monday night, about an hour before the game, be prepared and please read the status. Yeah, the one well, the other most night, of them. Most of them now will be on. They're going to be on NRL gossip, obviously, because we get more hits there. But we post up on our page to get over. We we pre warn you so you guys can get over there and um and have your crack at it. Yeah, the other night it said, "Be quick, head over to NRL gossip, and twenty four people put a score on that status." <laughs> and then someone said, "Well." You know, put it, uh, say that you, Pelican. Well, it clearly said on the status to go to NRL Gossip, not yeah. post it on ours. So if you want your chance to win the cash, uh, Ox McKinney still won it even after he posted on that one and posted on the Gossip one. So. Yeah. Forty-six. the black must be a bloody mind reader. I'm going to uh, get him to inbox us with his predictions each week. Uh, Ox, if you want to send me the lotto numbers for this week, <laughs> well, that would be much appreciated or anything else. Mm. But, uh, All right, we've got a bit of a fan forum coming up here. Mm. But as we finish up, a big thanks, as always, to Setterbet for those free bets that they give us to give to you guys. And uh, obviously for the charity bet, uh, it's for a good cause. Good on them for that. Make sure you head on to Centibet if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any football. Get the app from the store and fire up. But uh, as Brox just said, we've got the fan forum, so we'll launch straight into that. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained, and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumors on the NRL. ZeroTackle.com. Fan Forum, it's back on again. We've got uh, 13 to get through this week, so uh, what have we got? Keithy Hunt. I think it's Bruce Wayne. Keithy. What, why is uh, Mr. Gossip going so bad in the tipping call? Well, that, uh, he, he went, got pretty arsey at the start of the year on Mr. Gossip. He tipped a lot of upsets. As we know, they can happen in the year, but uh, pretenders and contenders, they separated now, and that's why he got one from eight this week. Yep. He tipped a couple of pretenders, and uh, rightfully so, they got pumped. Exposed. Um, Jordan Regwell, do you think Cowboys will continue to play like they did against the Rabbits? Well, we're hoping yeah. so. Well, this week I think they will, but I think... I can't remember had a to look today. I think they've got the Warriors and somebody else afterwards that is in the eight. I think it was the Sharks. So yeah. realistically, they do need to win five and five and two of those teams are well in the battle for the eight and in a better position than them. So unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be in the eight, but I would like to see them finish out the year, at least in this fashion. But if I'm Neil Henry, I'm going to throw myself out the box. All right, Adam Bain, can the Bulldogs win all their remaining games and sneak into the top four, especially seeing Melbourne and Manly both play south and each other in their runs home? Love the podcast, boys. Cheers, Uh, Adam. For me, I can't see them making the top four, but, you know, stranger things have happened. I think it would more depend on what their draw is over the next coming rounds. I know Melbourne, they've got their Titans and their Tigers on the way home. So I think no offence to Titans and Tigers fans out there, but... Unless Melbourne are entrenched in the top four for the last round against the Titans, they'll be playing their full-strength side to make sure they wrap a top-four spot up. Mm. But I think they're two wins that are guaranteed if they're in any trouble. Well, we've got their run here now. Um, The Titans, obviously, this week, they then play the Raiders down in Canberra. They play South at ANZ. Wow. They play Penrith at ANZ and finish off with the Broncos well, you, at Suncorp. You look at the Panthers and the Broncos and the Titans games, they're realistic chances, but they've got two kind of harder games in the middle. There. I think they I think they can almost book themselves into fifth. I think they fifth, fifth or sixth is guaranteed. So either way, they're going to get a home final, but it's they're going to be fighting sudden death this year. Yep. Um, Bailey Harris. If the Roosters and Tigers made it to the grand final, which clearly isn't going to happen, who would Wayne Pearce go for? <laughs> Who would maybe be his, his club or his son? Reckon, or his former club or his son? I reckon he'd have an aneurysm. I reckon he'd go for his bloody son. <laughs> I don't That's think he'd... He right I he think did. he'd turn up with head tape and his Balmain juice oh. running, go the Tigers! Yeah. He'd run out there and tackle Mitch. Maybe. He'd bootlace him. Um, Daniel Curry. If they do pick Adam Reynolds next year and New South Wales go terrible, will uh, the people call for Pierce to be reinstated if oh, he's killed? Jesus Christ. I've just got... All i got to say is... Oh, just, for me, we're... Like once Origin's gone, you sort of you go. I don't really want to talk, talk about, about it till it next there. year. But <laughs> preempting it, um, I think whoever gets picked in the seven will stay in the seven for the series.
2: Mm. They have to,
1: unless we lose the first two. All, all I've got to get at is if the young the young man Reynolds gets in, we can't Wallace it and we can't Mullin it. It can't be a game. It can't be two games and you're out. Well, Pierce has. They have to games. do what Pierce has done, and I've yeah. said it before. Pierce is not a bad player, but some people are just not made for rip football. He's yeah. had four series. I, I think he's a great club player. He's an outstanding club player. But I reckon he might be another Kamali. You know, like Kamali really struggled early in his rep career. Yeah, and we'll came back later on. Went alright. But he's still only... I think a lot of people forget. I think he's only, what, a year older than me or a year or two older than me. I think he's like 25. Yeah, he's not not really young. Uh, Brett Camoli really played origin in his 30s for Cross. So yeah, that's right. Andrew oh, Jones I, I, can see, uh, I could see Pierce going away for a couple of years and then coming back, for sure. Yeah, well, if the Roosters are heading in the way that they are with some of their young blokes and they're still a dominant team in a couple of years' time and him and Maloney are together, yeah. I couldn't see why he wouldn't be able to come back. But for me, it's just more what's going on right now. I thought that Reynolds suited the situation better with the right forward pack and, uh, you know, the back line. Mm. If everything was in, in place and they had Maloney outside him, I just thought they were a better fit combination because, sure, Pierce and that do play together at club, but it's not the same team. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Hitesh Sampat, could Ben Hunt be a future long-term number seven for the Broncos if he continues his form like the last two games for the rest of the season? Well, he's taken the line, I'll give him that. Uh, he's made a couple of line breaks the first two weeks, but I still don't think he's the answer to their the, the problems, that's for sure. Mm. 124 metres is very impressive. You've got to see it consistently, don't you? Well, two um, line breaks this week. A line break last week, uh, he scored a trial of one a line break he set up for Oates and he made one himself. I think but, he's, he's going much better than I thought he... Oh, he's, he's having a red-hot crack, but I <laughs> think that's what happens when you know that the, it's open, the job's open. Yeah. But the last few years, he's been beaten before the season's even started in trial games. Yeah. So I don't know whether he's finally, you know, starting to believe in himself because he did win the twenties player of the year a couple of years ago and people comparing to Joey Johns, which uh, that obviously hasn't eventuated. But yeah, yeah. All righty, Kenneth Barrington. Will the Rabbits, once full strength, win the comp? They've only uh, lost to the Sharks, Dragons, Storm, and Cowboys. Well, I think we've both got varying opinions on this. I'm going to say, can by. they win the comp? Can they win the they comp? They can win the comp. It's different. They can win the comp. Do I think they'll win the comp? No. That's me, but I'm obviously... My, my thoughts are, I think South or uh, Melbourne will win the con. Well, That's I, just me. I chuck the Roosters in there. We all know that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, out of the three, it's more what, what I see on paper. It's more what I've seen the last couple of weeks. I'd probably be favouring more Melbourne and Roosters at this point in time. I yeah. sound biased towards Melbourne, but can they win the con? Of course they can. Yeah. Uh, all right. Wayne Bennett has two more years with the Knights. This is Sandy Hunter, who's been great. She always throws through a question or... Uh, and jumps on and posts some scores up. Uh, Wayne Bennett has two more years with the Knights. Do you think he is only thinking of winning a premiership and not looking to the future of the, for the club? Nine players over 30 doesn't show much depth or the the blooding of juniors, which is a fair point. That's a fantastic point. But as we've said before... We've said this. When we, we had we. the argument about St. George. Yeah. He didn't really leave them in a great state, and uh, they were dumb enough to sign Gaznier and push Smith and, you know, Costigan, and a couple of guys that were important to them out and then Gaznier pulled the pin after the pre-season because he got his premiership ring that he come back halfway through the year to collect because he couldn't get one uh, with that gun side early on. But do you think it's also a little bit that Tinkler's got the gun to his head and say, win now. Win right now. You've got a four-year deal. You need to win in that four years. So Bennett's just throwing all the chips in um, I, still, middle, I really don't think he's throwing up a chip in Picking up Gower and Michael Dobson, all these blokes, they're not really players that are making me think they've got the squad. I to think he's just come. trying to throw a few darts and see if he can't hit a bullseye. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I've, I've got nothing wrong with the back line. I think mm. the back line's good enough. I'm still not really convinced over the halves. Mm. Denim Dierus isn't going to be there in a year, so is currently going to come back and fill that role? Because I don't think Clydesdale's uh, exactly ready to take the reins size-wise, but... I think it, it's a, it's a couple of bench players and maybe I think it's more the culture. They still haven't really accepted the Wayne Bennett influence. St George did early on, and Brisbane, he had a gun side. So yeah, I think it's more the culture. Yeah, I for me, like he's he was a long term coach at the Broncos, had a lot of success because he did do exactly what you're suggesting, Sandy, and and um, blooded his juniors and built plenty of depth uh, in the the assignments he's had at the Dragons and the Knights. He definitely. his his edict or his his role description from the club hasn't been to do that, it's been to win. Well, he's pushed in one or two that were, you know, shoo-ins ready to go. Kind of like what he's done when he stole McKinnon and brought him over or picked up Rocco. But he hasn't banked on younger talent or he hasn't gone the market for younger talent. He's taken Boyd a couple of blokes he knows in Smith and Scott, he's pretty much just tried to take the Dragons with him and start again, but it's not working. All right, Dave Crellin, are the Panthers after... Um, Sean Johnson and what other team has more injuries than the Panthers I don't think no other team's got as many injuries as the Panthers do at this point in time not from what I can think of Titans have got conf- a few Titans are, you know, got a couple but I think Penriff after the weekend I think Gould when he was on Friday night football when Docker and Marnie went off said there was 10 from the yeah. top 25 that weren't available to play first grade um, Parramatta we have got a few unavailable Parramatta's got a couple you know, everyone kind of goes through it at some point during the year. You know, Man- manly were missing bits and pieces. The Tigers had problems for a bit there, but mm. right now, yeah, they've probably got the biggest injury toll, but I still think they've overachieved, even well, for they where have, they are. Definitely. You know, like no one would have expected this from Matt Robertson. Isaac, John, these kind of blokes that have all turned up, so... Yeah, and are doing... they... Uh, do you think they're after Johnson? I think they are, definitely. I think they're after Johnson because, no <laughs> offence, I've said it a million times, I don't think the thing thing's going to work out. Well, we watched uh, the Leeds-London game last night. Not overly impressed, but you can only judge a book, um, you know, after reading it. I guess you can't judge it by its cover. So you've got to give Soward at least next year, see how he lands in Penrith and well, see we'll... what his form's like and see how he fits into the side. We're going to see next year, I mean, yeah. so... Um, Warren Strachan... How can the NRL improve the stripping penalty since most are just guesses from the officials? And Greg Alexander said this during the call last night, it's my pet hate, it's my pet hate in junior coaching. Um, where you just see a kid drop the ball, the ref's not looking in that direction, turns around, balls on the ground, bang, penalty for stripping. Well it's definitely a guess, there's no doubt about that. But when the numbers are in, you know, sometimes the refs just can't see. The only way you can the only way you can improve it is if you said that anyone can strip the ball. Mm. Anyone. Free for all. Yeah. Or you say, no stripping. Yeah,
2: well, either way, it has to... Uh, yeah,
1: well, At the moment, it's a little subjective because it's, uh, well, it's one-on-one. But if if, you, if I run past you and you lay a hand on me mm. and someone comes in and rakes the ball, it's a, two, it's a two-man tackle, but it's no which different, is crap. No, it's not exactly the same as the strip, but the ruck penalties. They walk off the mark and drop it. They, sometimes they and get, they they get a get on the ruck. But other times, they tell them, no, you walked off the mark. And same as the feet or the knees, and, I, I think know. that's gone out this year. I don't think many refs at all are calling players for walking off the mark. No, but it's a mixed bag of stripping and the, and the drops and the play and creating the ball and crowding the right. And they line. say, well, but you've shortened it. No, but if I'm a coach, I want my markers to be square. I don't yeah. want my markers to be impeded by a guy walking forward off the mark. I want him to play the ball on the mark. Well, all three of those areas to me are a problem mm-hmm. in in contact. In the play, the ball, and walking off the mark. Or I don't being think crowded. the referees or the, or Daniel Anderson... Well, Daniel Anderson should know the effect it's having on the game. Oh, he should. He should, from, from uh, his experience as a first-grade coach. Um, last two questions. What uh, Yeah, go. No, no, no yeah, you're all right. right. Last two questions. Luke Burkery, will Lewis Shepard throw the boots on for Mundra Bulldogs next year? <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, Burks. How you going, mate? Yeah, Burks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Burker is a former teammate of mine. He has a fantastic hairdo. for yeah. anyone out there who knows about a receding hairline? At uh, yeah, he's H- twenty and he's got no hair. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him one thing. He does go hard. But Burkery, you know my circumstances, champ. I can barely get out of bed in the morning, let alone play with uh, you and Tom Sailors for the Fremantle Bulldogs. Right. Um, Paul Vaughan, the Raiders forward. Um, how did Luke Burkery get the sack from three different clubs <laughs> in the space of six months? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh. It's good. It's good to see some friends interacting with the page. Just yeah. nice. Oh, Wow, oh, big Vaughn. I, I, I don't know how to answer, Are we gonna that, answer that. No, I think uh, I think we should get Luke. Well, there's a, there's a good there's a good reason why he's lost all his hair. Put well, it yeah, that way. Maybe. maybe we should get the three way conversation next year with the former Raider, former Shark, former Storm player Luke Berkeley and get current Raiders player, and we'll just watch him duke it out on the phone. Yeah, be quite it, entertaining. It would be interesting. Thanks, guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh. Out of all those, as always, uh, big thank you for people jumping in on the fan forum. Really enjoy answering your questions. Hopefully, uh, a bit of feedback there, and uh, we'll be chucking those in here and there and everywhere every couple of weeks around things. But well, with- there was only... Uh, well, there was none on Twitter. They're all on Facebook. Sandy Hunter said that it uh, looks like the Eels might be favourites for the first time this year, So, and they are. Yeah, well... Sandy. God knows what's going on there, but uh, for now, that wraps up the fan forums, so we'll hit up Mr. Gossip. Mr. Gossip yeah. on the slide. <laughs> Having trouble in the tipping comp champion. <laughs> uh. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Welking back, our resident information master, Mr. Gossip. Uh, Welking. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's been a bad week for you, mate. I have <laughs> oh, done
2: me bum with the tipping. I've done me bum with my centibet account. I'm just, yeah, it's not a, not a good week, mate. My panthers get smashed, so, yeah,
1: not great. Well, well, I'll ask you, do you know how many you got right? Oh, Christ, probably two
2: or three. You got one. <laughs> no, I not get it, really. You, you got one. Wow. Wow. So, you you it's got also the theater
1: boy. It's also the theater. You got Eagles. That's all you got. You tip the Raiders. You tip the Rabbits. You tip t- Penrith. Oh. You tip Penrith. You even you tip the Tigers. The May that was a bad move. And you tip St
2: George. <laughs> just for the theater
1: boys, for the listeners. There's two things that hit. the... <laughs> there, 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 there is two things that had a big hit with the ball. You and Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You oh no. God Jeez, I've just crumbled. And uh, unfortunately, Brock, he got five and I got four, so he's now leading, 98. You're no. on 96, and I've come back from being 11 down. I'm now within four. <laughs> Jesus
2: so, How many are you? Oh,
1: wow. I'm on 92. 98, 96, 92. I'm on the whip now. I was 11 on. away. I'm back. I'm black caviar odds now. I've got the, I've got the oh, lead. I am here, and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, good, Laurie. It's a good All run. How are going
2: to
1: I'm looking forward to the run home. This is good. Five weeks. This this is going to be outstanding. But yeah. uh, kicking things off, mate. What, what's in the basket this week? What do you got? Oh, well, I guess. Look, hey, we're all sick of talking about, it, but the big thing is
2: probably Benji Marshall. Now we've all heard on the news and in the newspapers that it looks like a deal has been done with uh, the Blues over in Auckland. But um, I guess the, the funny part is he's not even getting five hundred thousand a year when he was asking double that at the Tigers, and I didn't give it to him. So, look, it's going to have to um, eat sour grapes and take about 200, 250 to go to the Blues. But, look, I feel sorry for the Tigers fans here. All you have to do is look at his stats on the weekend, Benji. He did two runs for 11 metres.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, great defence by the Titans. He's kicking. He's horrible. Brad Fittler summed it <laughs> up better than anyone today, though. So there was three or four... Of those tries that were past him, where he just did not make an effort at all. He didn't even try to tackle somebody. I said it to Brock today, I don't know how they're all like, oh, he deserves the fairy tale. I don't care what he's done. He is an absolute heartless bastard at the moment. Like, there's nothing in him that even looks like he wants to wear those clothes, let alone have enough pride to put his body on the line to tackle someone. Like, regardless of that situation, I, I could not put myself on a football field knowing full well that I was just going to put no effort in. I couldn't get walked over like he has. I'll, uh, I'll throw you a curveball. I'm going to put my coach's hat on. I'm going to say that I would uh, I would move. If you're going to play an Aster I'd play him at 13. Can't play him in the halves. Um, oh. I'd put Sirin in because he's obviously going to be there next year. I'd bring the kid from 20s or whatever was, Brooks, Luke I think Luke. his name is, so bring him in, cap put Marshall on the bench. Play Marshall <laughs> off the bench. And then you get best of both worlds. He's not in your starting side. You can give him minutes here and there. He gets the fairy tale. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Well, they need a salary all cap right. exemption to get Brooks in. Because for all Mick waiting. Potter. I think Mick Potter now he's under pressure because he he doesn't want to upset the yeah. apple cart because the fans now know that they can't make the eight. So they they're probably going to want to see him play out the rest of the year. I wouldn't want to see him play the rest of the year. Oh, but I think the the passionate Tigers if fans Smith will. or Slater or Cronk did that, I can honestly tell you right now, I'd be at the fence, fucking the picking it and for him to turn <laughs> it down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm with you, but, but I think there's a lot of uh, one-eyed fans out there. Yeah.
2: The reality is, they can still get the
1: spoon. So
2: surely the oh, I'm, I'm
1: so like hoping the Parramatta win. win. I'm so hoping Parramatta win and just open up the spoon race. I want it. Yep, they'll
2: win this weekend.
1: Good, there we go. <laughs> his first hit the spoon race. <laughs> 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 uh, we hang hanging back. Yep, and there you go. Yep. All right. What else is in the bag besides uh, boring old Benji?
2: Yeah, all right, we got the red-headed ringer from the Bulldogs, Chris Keating. You now <laughs> He's been in talks with uh, Hull KR now for, for months and months and months. But I can tell you the CEO from Hulk KR, he came over to Australia about two weeks ago and had advanced talks with Chris. Look, the deal's done. It's just a matter of when they're going to announce it. So, look, that, that'll be uh, good news for Bulldogs fans because I always get emails from Bulldogs
1: fans saying when's the ringer leaving, Well. He's gone. Oh. Yeah, well, there's no surprises there. I, I was de- feeling dirty at the start of the year there because I was like, I'd consider kick on. He worried me the first few games, but he's come on good now, thank God. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely no place in the NRL for Chris Ketting unless he's going back to para and they're already in enough strife. So. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Probably a good move for the Dogs. Yeah. He, uh, I said last year they can't win the grand final without uh, with Ketting in the um the next next move has got to be Paramount getting rid of his brother. Maybe Hulk KR can have a package deal.
2: Yeah, well, he's off contract and no clubs are biting, so mm. that could just be the case. Wow. All right, all right well, on to Anthony Milford, boys. Now, this has been through the papers all week. Now, we know he definitely wants out of the ACT. He has asked for a release. Now, the Raiders CEO, Don Ferner, he, he's come out in a press release and saying, look, there'll be no further comment made till the end of the season and no decisions made. But, look, the writing's on the wall. Why would you keep the young kid at Canberra if he doesn't
1: want to be there? So he'll puddle off to Brisbane next year. Yeah, I think this one's pretty straightforward. We spoke about this before. Uh, we do feel for him in the previous situations where they've tried to discipline players or try to keep their superstars or have taken off. But in this circumstance, I don't see how they can come out or try and put anything in the way because, n- number one, it's in his contract. So there's nothing they can do about it. It's in writing. It's set, still, and delivered. And, number two, it's for family reasons. His daddy's sick. He has had some issues and he wants to go home. So I don't think there's anything around it. And it's uh, it's going to be another loss. But at the same time, at least it's under, you know, decent circumstances. Yeah, you can, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, agree. Um, if the kid's got to go home, if he wants to go home, you, you don't want to keep him there under sufferance and... Um, you know, he, he's got to go home. So, uh, life's bigger than footy, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, um, I if you've already touched on it, boys, in the podcast, but look, um, Barber, if he goes to the Broncos, where do you play Milford? Where do you play Played Barber? Eight. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> he, he has been a,
1: I know everyone's happy at the moment with him fullback, I'm enjoying watching him at fullback, but he had a good impact in his few games that he did play as a 5 I think Canberra were more just compensating for the fact of uh, not having to hide him in defence, but, He's going to put more size on it at the moment. He's still only in the 70s, so... Yeah, mm. yeah well, you'd play... You're going to play Barber at one. Yeah. Yeah. If worst case... And what can, you do is throw Hoffman back on the wing. Oh, uh, well, it depends. If, if Barber was going there... Uh, you'd, I, I thought Hoffman played well when he played in the centres, to be honest. Yeah, you could do that. If you want to get him more pill. And, and then you um, play Milford oh, at six. Milford at six. And, yeah. and then, really, the last piece of the puzzle we've already spoken about, if Prince and Wallace are getting the flick, and rightfully so, you're just after a seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah we we, uh, we addressed it in our review, and then um, Andrew Pointer um, asked us in the fan forum as well. So it's people want to know. or well, Brisbane fans are keen to know where he's going to fit in, but that's sort of where we see him fitting you in. Know. And the Ooh. only the only sort of hole to fill then, because, I mean, Griffin's obviously said that uh, Prince and Wallace are, are on the outer. The, the only obvious hole there is to, to fill the seven, because we, we had the discussion before. Like, you have, uh, you've got a pretty good spine. If you've got Barber, Milford, McCulloch, you just need a, a seven to – to feel yeah, like well, sport, I mean so. they've already got Glenn Gillett, like as long as you know, I don't know how long Parker's yeah, gonna last, but Fida is gonna be there for a little bit and longer. It, and you've still got Josh McGuire who's just gotten absolutely berserk the last, you know. They're they're, they're a seven cool. away from being a top four side, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well it's
2: a good
1: problem for them to have if it does happen, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. mate, definitely. We'll and yeah. In an interesting one you just touched on um a
2: number seven that they're lacking. Well I can tell you hopefully exclusive, but I haven't run it anywhere else but Josh McCrone is in advanced talks with the Broncos. He's keen to go. They want him there. So <laughs> that's going <kind> to <of> be interesting <laughs> if Josh McCrone goes up to the Broncos. Well, and I can
1: sense by the last' you're not a huge fan. No, I like Josh McCrone, but I'm just sitting here and almost dumbfounded about poor old Canberra. They've had him there. Yeah. They've just flicked Sam, and now Milford's going to pack his bags up and leave. They're going to be left with Cam Peasy, and then Mitch Cornish is the only other one they've got on their books. They're not exactly uh, getting done any favours on Canberra. They had five halfbacks at the start of the year. I was saying where they were going to fit in. They're going to have one by the end of the year. He looks like Doctor Evil, and he's had two yeah, knee. Scaring them all off. <laughs> <laughs> Scaring them all off. Oh, yeah, I guess I, a good question to ask you, Lewis. I mean, do you, do you think would it be the? Is it the culture in Canberra? What players go? Was it the coach? What's the
2: deal? You reckon?
1: Well, this is kind of the thing for everyone. Um, like you know, when I was there, I was perfectly happy. I enjoyed the conditions. I liked the club, but. The, the difference, I suppose, when a lot, like other players have got to that point where they get offered to stay in first grade, the few boys that I still know down there were locals. Like Sam was a local boy; he stayed. Uh, Matt McEwrick had moved from New Zealand at the age of fifteen and loved the, the fact that he just got out of New Zealand. And mm. Paul Vaughan who's playing there now; is growing up there. So so is Sam Saurilema. But look at someone like a Cheekam, who they got in from Melbourne. He was there for two years. He took his opportunity, and then he gets a three-year deal from Manly. He goes to Manly. Where do you think he's going to go? Come back to Canberra or go to the beach?
2: Mm.
1: So it's it's a hard oh, battle yeah. for Canberra. I'm not I'm not saying lifestyle is everything, but for a lot of football players, you know, it's the whole package deal. It's the club, it's the team, it's where they get to live. It's all the circumstances, and uh, you know, a lot of people are going to take the beach over Parliament House. Unfortunately, the Canberra don't have a lot of pulling power as far as the. The environment down there. Are well, it's a long way. It's a long way from everything, isn't it? Really, it, 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 it's another fishbowl team. Realistically, down yeah. there, like people know about them and the Brumbies, but it's not really uh, a sport mad town. It's a and pretty like, yeah, like relaxed you said, and place. Family and um, ties down there. It can be a pretty isolated spot. Um, but yeah, a few of the ones they have let go have you know usually have been brought in from somewhere else, and they, and they get offered uh, a different taste. Or people that do succeed usually head off for similar reasons, like Croker. Thompson, all these guys that have been there have been there for a long time or grown
2: up there. They're the ones that have generally stayed. Yeah, and, and speaking to player managers for years, it's it's usually not the player that makes the decisions, not the club. No. Uh, it's not the manager, it's the wife. And she doesn't want to live in camera, She wants to be in the, at the
1: beach, like you said. So. Yeah, well, like I said, yeah. mate, if you're a young 20-year-old bloke and Manly show you the beaches and you've just come from... Uh, Sunny old New Zealand brewer and uh you've got you can go into Canberra, which is very rainy and pretty miserable at times just like that, and someone shows you son and the women walk around bikinis, it's a pretty easy decision, I think. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. Manly, yeah. <laughs> manly it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, you have to put up with Angry Jeff at Manly. Angry Jeff. Stay away no, from true. Angry Jeff
2: and Dank. Oh, Louis well. Well, here's another one for you, mate. Yeah. Mate. In Melbourne Storm signing Travis Robinson to a two year deal, the young Panthers when you can't catch a bomb for shit. <laughs> what do you think?
1: Of course, you're hating. I like him. I do like Charles. There's one difference. When someone comes to Melbourne, mate, their problems get fixed. CC Wanga, he was uh, absolutely atrocious in his two first grade games for the Roosters, and it was pretty much a laughing stock. Brad there anyone that was commentating at the time, just laughed and was like, How's this bloke playing grade? And look at him now. You know, it's uh, yeah. it was a dollar dazzler. He's put in the hard work. They put the systems in place. And if uh, thing, things go right and. He fixes his flaws. I'm telling you, he'll he'll find himself somewhere in that lineup because they they always have to roll players over. They have to pick up players in his situation, and nine times out of ten, they turn into winners. So. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. And I, I reckon they can fix that problem pretty easily. 100. percent Yeah. Well, I did hear that um, that
2: Reese. Uh, no, sorry, that Travis was sort of. The, the one growing up that was going to be the superstar, but it's only turned out that Reese has sort of made it big before him. So maybe the late bloomer,
1: who knows? Well, i tell you what, his rise has been pretty meteoric because when I was playing 20s in 2010, he was playing A-grade for the and Ruse, And he played the year after, and then he ended up at Penrith on a sniff, and, uh, yeah, now he's at Melbourne. So in the last couple of years, he's made pretty good progress for a bloke who was pretty much backdoored. Mm. I'm surprised, I'm surprised no, okay. he hasn't played more for Penrith, to be honest. Yeah, apparently, got an abundance of wingers and centres, so you can't blame them for flicking him to
2: guests. Mm. I'd rather him than Dave Simmons. He's going to sponsor the podcast next year. Yeah. <laughs> on, Dave. Dave. I'll, I'll get him on the show, poor I'll fella. Get, get, get
1: like, Dave on him, and Brock can have a fight, and I'll just yeah. sit here and enjoy. No, he can come round and we'll film it. We'll film <laughs> it. Hey. He, he can bring his Bible too if he wants. Yeah.
0: I think we're off his Christmas card is He'll, me, he'll meet meet anyway. more than his
1: model. I'll give you the two. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave Dave alone. No, I, I like him. I just... Yeah. Well, I can't blame him for not getting rid of him now. Him and Faray are like telekinetic mind readers of each other at the moment. Yeah, They've got something figured out over there, so as long as it works. Well, look, from Dave
2: Simmons, Mr. Nice Bloke, to an absolute cabbage of a bloke and a dickhead of a player, Robert Louis. <laughs> Now, he got a big deal from the, deal yeah. from the Warriors. Um, I don't know why they'd even want him over there. But look, he's turning them away and, and staying with the Cowboys. he Warriors? Look, I know, uh, he's Dan Ganae's
1: best mate, but, yeah, yeah. you know. Dan, Ganae, Dan Ganae calls him the wife batter. does he? loves him. Yeah, I think so. Good. Yeah, well, you know, he has messed up. i got a big problem with it, especially when he came back and debuted in the of league round, wasn't it, I think? A lot of people weren't too happy about that. Yeah. Uh, that was responsible for the Cowboys. Pretty inappropriate, but at, at the same time, I know people say some people take more than two chances or get enough chances in their from the turn it around. If it happens again, though, like, my God, he's had enough chances. You don't think he'd be able to hang around. But yeah. if you're the Warriors, there's no way I could chuck money to a bloke who's snapped Numerous times and had issues. You know, you've, the Cowboys are lucky enough to have even got him. To, you know, hanging for another year. Who's leaving the, the Warriors for them to want to buy him? No one.
2: Yeah.
1: Is is Matty, yeah, Does Matty Elliott not like his wife? He's
2: <laughs>
1: onto something me. Oh, Well, bloody hell! That's the only reason I could uh, I could think of to sign him. Wow.
2: Oh,
1: well, he's, he's been a bit weird like that, hasn't he? Lock, we're to hear about Tompkins, and he's got Lock and Fisiahi. Yeah, yeah. And now you're hearing about you know wanting to buy oh, a cookie for another him. half, and he's just got Townsend, and he's got Lulawai, and he's got Johnson, and he's been trying to play Godinay, and then he's you know he's got to push one to Hooker. Then he didn't want Friend. Now he doesn't have a Hooker, so now he wants Friend. Yeah. I, think, I think they've got to put no, up no, a big board, big board in front of him, in bright colours, and point out to him you know what he's
2: got in each position so yeah. he can figure it out. He's playing like a busted for the Cowboys anyway. I don't know he, why anyone else would want him. Agreed. If I was a sponsor, I'd be saying no.
1: Mm. Well, it's one of those circumstances. that would be a year by year thing uh, for the next couple of years, I think, for Robert Louis. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, boys. The one
2: that pleases me no end and probably a surprise packet of the year really is Justin Horror. Now, Sort
0: of in, in Wonderland last year with the Eels, but oh, he's playing fantastic for Manly and he's earned himself another two year deal with them.
2: So he deserves I'm it. Yeah, well. He
1: deserves it one hundred percent. We mentioned him today on the uh, on the podcast, particularly the last month. He's been sensational. Um, and it's isn't it funny that Parramatta didn't want him? Well, we, I've said it a million times and I get sick of saying it. I think it sums it up when Peter Sterling's disappointed, Nathan is disappointed, all the key people that were at Parramatta knew what was there, and I think from what we were obviously told is he was one of the only ones who went and confronted Stephen Kearney and pretty much put him on blast to say, why am I not playing? Yeah. He obviously didn't like that, and he put the flush on him, but uh, I think it speaks volumes when the two clubs that chased his signature were Melbourne and Manly, and look how much of a better player he is now, surrounded by foreign Cherry Evans and the likes over there. So mm. well, he pulled, Absolute uh, try, machine. Mm-hmm. He pulled Parramatta apart on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, well, I'm sure he enjoyed that try he got too. That was a great time. Mm
2: you can see his smile he mm-hmm. loved it mm-hmm. I would have too uh, well, the next one boys Peter Wallace where does he go now I can tell you that Gus wanted Peter Wallace um, but unfortunately um, the Broncos wouldn't release him so Gus has signed soured now Wallace has um, been released by the Broncos but, but Panthers don't have room for him where does he go
1: They might have to ring a London and see if they want to take Jamie South on full-time because from what I've seen over there, he he could definitely end up staying there. You'd rather Wallace than South? I'd rather Wallace than South any day of the week. Okay. That's saying something. I've seen his last two games over there. He
2: looks like he's been bitten by a swarm of wasps. He's all puffy and fat and uh, it it looks terrible.
1: And and he's a different flavoured Chupa Chup now. He's changed the headgear colour. It looks like a different one again. (laughs) He's gone to Blueberry now.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, wow. They have that, that five year plan Gus I don't know what Sal's going to do for you there yeah, well, that, as far as the halves are
1: concerned I don't know how he fit into the picture but uh, we're going to have to wait and see if he, if he proves his wrong good on him But I uh, think he'll be better than Luke Walsh mm-hmm. so well they reckon Lachlan Coote's a chance to play this weekend so um, yeah we
2: played for Windsor last week it'll so. be interesting
1: to see how he goes so
2: yeah. Uh, all right, boys, well, look, the last one I've got for the night, and hopefully this deal will be done in the next couple of days, is Chris Lawrence. I'm hearing he's going to the Sharks. So yeah. another
1: one to the Sharks and the Tigers. The Tiger Sharks. You know what I can't figure out? Like, I understand for Feeder and probably Heinington purely just on the fact that he's been so consistent and, you know, they, they would have picked him up on a cheaper rate, obviously, because he got the flick. So as Bryce Gibbs. He's been outstanding, but... The two centres in particular for me a couple of years ago, I looked at Ashford and Lawrence and thought, wow. And since then, I know maybe. Uh, they've lo- form as they've well. lost a couple of forwards. They're not getting as good as ball. I know Ashford got shopped around and was told he was going to Melbourne. Started this year and then he wasn't. Then he was staying. Then he was going again. But him and Lawrence have been an absolute shadow of what they were a couple of years ago. So I hope for the sharks' sake that Todd Carney in that forward pack reinvigorates their careers because if they get two good centres, the sharks will be a serious threat. Yeah, um, difficult, difficult one. I, uh, I think their form correlates with Marshall's form. Um, it's it's a difficult one to work out because you you got to judge them by the players they're playing inside as well, and um, they both probably had injury uh, injury concerns. But um, I think Lawrence is, you know, undeniably he's got potential. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he goes with someone like a, a Todd Carney who. Is a similar sort of player to what Marshall was at the height of his career. Very flamboyant. Can throw a nice long pass. So Yeah, what well, about um, the platform? The platform that's going to be laid for them is a lot better than what they get for well, yeah, the title. Exactly. Yeah. I think Chris Lawrence's major concern over the last few years has been injury. So if he can stay fit on the field, he'll uh, he'll go good. Well, I think he needs to lay off the weights. He's massive. Every too time he much weights. Not enough speed yeah, well, work. He, he was lightning. He got bulked up, but ever since then he always seems to find himself with a hamstring or pulling up lame here and there. He needs to lighten up and <laughs> lighten up, yeah. Chris. Like and Blake Ashford. The bloke just doesn't. Like, he just doesn't run anymore. Yeah. Every time he touches the ball, it looks like he's already ready to just hit the floor. I liked Ashford too. I like, used to. I loved Ashford. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully that, that that's the difference. The forward pack and uh, Todd Carney throwing those nice laser passes because that could turn them into a serious threat. Yeah. I'll tell that. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But that's all you got this week?
2: That's it, boys. All right. Well, let's
1: let's see if you can fix your tipping problems up this week. (laughs) We'll start things off on the Friday night where the Storm will be going to Amy Park to play Souths. Obviously, under different circumstances to the first time with our full strength, they're going to be missing Greg Inglis and John Sutton. So, easy done for me. Melbourne put six down on last week and they did it pretty comfortably. I don't think they'll have too many problems recovering. Uh, from a shorter turnaround, I'm going with Storm. Storm, 13+. plus. <laughs> yep. Yeah, back and back losses to the
2: Rabbitohs, and, yeah, Rabbitohs fans start getting
1: worried, I think. Mm, well, our favourite, the wooden spoon race it's on, uh, it's Shit versus Shitter, to see which one floats to the top. It's Parramatta at home versus the Tigers. Mm, who you got? Well... Uh, purely on Jared Hayne and then Robbie Farah going out I'm going the Eels but my god if if the Tigers win I'm not going to be surprised yeah I'll go the Eels just the Hayne plane oh uh, the Hayne plane is going to be back at Parramatta <laughs> <laughs> mate I, I
2: had a punt on them this afternoon and I got them at 2.25 I've just had a look they're down to a dollar 90 Eels, so they're heavy favourites so mm. I think Woods is out as well for the, for the Tigers no yeah. Farah uh, yeah. Marshall's playing with one leg and a small penis, so... You know, the
1: gonna... <laughs> well, they're two best players, exactly there, you know, Woods and Farrell, all yeah, so I'm not surprised we've all gone the Eels with Jared Hayne back in, because he's pretty much been the difference for Parry in any of their wins. Well, in the I thought the Eels, um, they started the game all right against Manly. I know they got pounded in the end, but um, they started all right. Yeah, well, I'm playing for their future, they're focused, but just mm-hmm. haven't
2: got the skill.
1: Yeah, well, Saturday, I think it's uh, Bring Your Lube time again for the Raiders. They're coming up to Sydney to play the Roosters. And uh, Roosters, I'm not saying anything else. Yeah, Roosters. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's touching Canberra until they uh, resurrect what happened on the weekend. Well, maybe if they're playing at home. That's, that's, How'd that go for them? Yeah, 68 points. So much for the home. But, uh, I yeah, wish well, we could replay some of what you said last week, Gossip. <laughs> you, you can get onto iTunes and Podomatic and download, yeah, the download last week's episode. <laughs> Oh uh, no! I think <laughs> my top eight's going to alright. Before round one, I give
2: my top eight. My top eight's looking pretty good.
1: My yeah. predictions. Well, my top eight had seven. Has seven in it right now. So I'm only one off. I've done fantastic. I think I've got six. Yeah, the six. only one of mine that's not in and they're not getting in is the Cowboys. But uh, if the Raiders keep doing what they're doing, the Warriors creep in. I'm going to get. Oh, six. The two I got the two. Out. I got Penrith out and Cowboys out. Right on. Yeah, the Cowboys out. Well, if it stayed out, was today seven for eight. That's a good effort. I'd have six from eight. I'd be happy with that. Mm. All right. Well, the other Saturday night fixture, this one should be a pretty good game, I think. The Sharks at Silverwater Jail, e.g. Ramondus, e.g. Shark Park. <laughs> and they're going to be playing the Newcastle Knights who get back Cade Snowden, well needed, and James McManus just got his in his machine. Who do you like? Uh, for me on this one, I've gone the Sharks just because when they play at the prison, people don't uh, tend to get out of there with too many points. So. Yeah, Knights uh, Knights and the Sharks are very similar teams. If they play at home, you could, they're almost unbackable. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, unbackable. And, uh, you know, if they play away, they they stink. So I'm going to go the Sharks, flip of the coin. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knights win, but...
2: Yeah. I was going to go to the Sharks as well. Yeah, they really miss Mason, I think, the Knights. They miss that sort of, that tough leader at the front, but I think the Sharks are going to go home.